Right. Yeah, you can't get that right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's re- I mean, that's enough of, like, catching up. Do we want to talk about... Uh, is there anything to talk about? We're going to skip squad leaders because we've already talked about it. And then we can probably talk for an hour on Tabletop Simulator if we want to get to it, but we'll try and see how far we get. Yeah, for sure, let's just get through the hobbies. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so talk about cavalry and how freaking awesome they are in World War II somehow. They're really good. <laughs> All right. All right, welcome to episode 46 of so Snafu. then. Yeah, I'm going to go now. Sorry. All right, you ready? you ready to go? Are you ready to actually roll now? Hold yes. on. Okay, right, Patty, go. you ready? All right. I am. All right. No, you're not ready? Okay, we're ready now? Are we surely ready now? Go ahead. You sure? All right. Welcome yeah, to another episode. I talking me back. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> I got to go take it off. <laughs> Who are you turning off? I'm not supposed to turn them off. You're supposed to turn them on. Everyone that's listening, we've definitely no idea turned why them that off. One went off. Sorry about that. Okay. Well, All right. Go ahead. Rick. <laughs> sure. For sure. This. Snafu. Situation normal. All. All fouled up. This is Snafu. All right, welcome to another episode of Snafu. I'm Rick. Say hi, Pat. Hi, Rick. Hi, Pat. Uh, say hello, Dale. Hello. That's it. Say howdy, Jeff. Howdy, Jeff. All right, we're all here. We're all bunkered in our homes. Uh. A little, a little bit has happened since our last episode. Right. <laughs> Just a little, right? Right. Last we're not time make we were this... still waiting to go to Adepticon, which is where we're supposed to be right now. Uh, womp womp, sad trombone. But we're not going to focus on the bad shit. You guys all are living it too. Everyone, stay healthy, Queen. Wash your hands. We're Don't touch your face. This together, right? Cue High School Musical. I just touched my nose. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yep. Oh man, it's hard. Yeah. Don't don't eat your face. Right now, don't hit your face. You, you just hit your face. Washing your hands. Yes. All right. So clearly, we have some hobby time on our hands. Uh, maybe. I, I'm going to fully admit, I'm going to just start this out and say, we had so many things that we were supposed to be doing and going to that as soon as this all, like, <laughs> everything got canceled, I my, my hobby boner went away. Like, it was, like, it was flat <laughs> out, just, like, completely <laughs> gone. Big yeah. punch in the gut, man. Yep. It's like, what do I want to paint these things for? Yeah. It's almost as if we were, were deadline motivated. Yeah, clearly. Well, and I think, I, you know, it wasn't just the deadline. It was, like, the excitement and the anticipation, and then all of that got, like, pulled oh, out from sure. underneath you, yeah. and you're just kind of like, I don't need to work on this right now. Like, there's, I don't have an ambition to do it. And it was primarily because I don't, I don't know, you, you know, it's kind of that weird, I like, I don't know how to describe it. The breakup, I don't know, a breakup. All the anticipation went away. Yep, so. exactly. There's nothing I there. I didn't even get my sweater to. back. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you can't listen to the, any of like the Weezer songs because you, you listen to them with that person. Weezer songs? I, I don't know. <laughs> Is that your breakup band, Weezer? Wow. Wow. No, depend, no, it depends. Holy cow. Couple, yeah, well, maybe one of them was a Weezer album. I don't know. Anyway. There's Regardless. so many better breakup bands. <laughs> well, BGs, no, I'm just saying. Rod no, Stewart, Brian no. Adams. Well, it has Guns been, it's been a long time since you had to break up with somebody. ACDC. No, 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 no. It's the ba- it's the band you listen to with the girl that you can't listen to anymore because it's been spoiled. That's that was Weezer. That's not a breakup album. Like my breakup album was like Death Cab for Cutie and My Chemical Romance. So like. <laughs> like like one one under the other, like angsty, angry, or like just mellow, dramatic. Welcome to the Black Parade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's the shit. Anyway, so uh, I'll I'll start out and say I have not been painting any bolt action, and the only reason I'm going to bring this particular thing up is because it's relevant to the current uh, topic on hand. Is that I'm actually I busted out all my Nurgle shit because <laughs> why the hell not? <laughs> oh, um. Yeah, right. Anyway, so I, I got a little bit... I got very little done, quite honestly. I've been screwing around with video games, mostly. So, uh, Pat, have you been doing hobby stuff, or are you in the same boat? Yeah, I'm, I'm closer to the front of that boat, I think. I'm going to run into an iceberg soon. I'm <laughs> trying really hard to like put together a bug eater list. And which at least had, you know, a couple of Stuarts in which similar to my WTC list might have had. And my <laughs> Are we just gonna are we gonna had one. Are we gonna open up what we're doing for WTC? I mean let's let's see how they decide well, it's on not, it's not in the agenda. I know, Look. but are we are we are we gonna try to be coy about this anymore? Or? Well let's let's wait another episode. I don't think we were very okay. good at being coy at the beginning, so <laughs> right. let's just see how they respond and whether or not we're gonna be able to submit new lists whenever it okay. happens. And right, then we'll so talk don't about, talk about because, yeah. how many stewards you may or may not be bringing to a list that may or may not have been made. Right. Jesus. Right. Right. And whether or anyway. not Rick had more or less than me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> or uh, the same number. Oh. Or anyway, none. So, Do you know what we mean? Uh, or none. Well, I suppose Chaffee's not a steward, is it? Right. Um what have I been working? I've been trying to just clean my paint station for now and get the stuff organized and find places for things. I've also been setting up home offices for myself and my wife and getting the whole house clean and organized and getting <clears throat> now I have to get space ready because the kids going to be here the next two weeks. It's like that was really where all my hobby time went to. It's just dealing with the yeah. current predicament of life and of course getting my podcasting station set up again. Because it got invaded by my home office. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. That's been, that's been, yeah. A lot of busy stuff just in the last two and a half weeks. Just crazy. Yeah. But hopefully getting a chance to record and talk to you guys and then, you know, get through the edit process of this, maybe fire that fire that hobby desire back up. And I really want to get those chindits done. Or, sorry, a force of uh, eight or nine <laughs> infantry guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> With an LMG wearing funny hats. <laughs> no LMGs. That's a waste oh, of no, points. Oh, no, oh, yeah. That's right. They don't, yeah, they those don't are a waste of points. Chindis with yes. rapid fire? Come on. Yeah, that's right. You just want to... Yeah, it's you just, just like the moving fire. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Anyway. Unless your LMG is free, then that can be pretty good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're and in the no same boat. No points, LMG. <laughs> Jeff is... Yeah, I'm, rowing your, I'm rowing your boat. You're rowing the boat with me? All right. Jeff, are you in yeah. the boat with us, or you you actually got some hobby stuff done, I'm guessing? I actually got some hobby stuff done. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you suck. You also didn't lose one of the like things that you were going to do, but you did lose Adepticon, which is a big deal. I like lost one of the two, yeah. Yeah. So... But uh, no, I uh, finished the display board I was going to use for Adepticon. I think I put a picture Which of that up on our Facebook. Looks fabulous! Page. It looks yes. awesome. Yes, yeah. so cool. I've I've got four or five pieces about that size that did not turn out as good, and they're not, you know. So I can maybe do a wrecked ship on a board at some point if I want to. <laughs> Ooh, I might be interested in that for one of my boards. Low, low yeah. tide. <laughs> low tide. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It wouldn't take much adjustment because I've got full sections printed, but they didn't print just. A little bit off, you know, like they warped in a corner or something. Oh, okay. So, so like, you could, like break it there, and that's the landing like, craft one, right? That you did. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it would not be very hard to use them for terrain. That'd be cool. So, plus, they're big ass chunks of plastic, and they're like eighteen, twenty-two hour prints. So I'd be pissed not to use them for something. That's right. right. <laughs> so no. So I uh, yeah, I got that done, and uh, got my paint station still set up. I painted a few miniatures. I've got my three D printer working like a slave in the back room so you know uh i think i've printed what am i printing okay so technically what i'm printing right now isn't exactly bolt action related now that i finished that display board i'm i guess you could use it for k47 if you wanted to there's some sci-fi corridors for a table i've been putting together so uh it's it's kind of fun but they're all like 15 hour prints so i get one to two a day but yeah it's fun but in the meantime, I'm painting up another, what, two squads of miniatures and my, uh, well, since my Americans are done, the Polish guys I have that are base coated are kind of eyeballing me, so I might paint them this week, too. Hmm. So week, I'm keeping busy. Nice. Jesus. Well, <laughs> uh, Dale, did you got anything going? Um, were you more yeah. productive like Jeff, or were you more in the shallows of the water like Rick and I? Uh, I'm doing... Um, same, same, same situation as you guys. Obviously, um, I did, I did get um, my magnetized racks, so I can travel with my miniatures if I should ever need to do that. <laughs> um, so got all those magnetized, and and that worked out really well. So I mean, it's kind of nice to have that solution there. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to to get to use that at some point. Um, and um, but I've been doing. Um, well, so I, my my workstation, my work from home has invaded my hobby space as well, and so it makes it difficult to kind of get everything going. And uh, my oldest daughter's moving out soon, and so she's got boxes all over my hobby room, and so I can't even put my table out to work on it. <laughs> Life is really getting in your way. So that's kind of. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, um, we're going to talk about this later on. We've discovered um, because we can't get together anymore. Um, uh, the tabletop simulator, and there's quite a bit of bolt action. So I've been digging into that with all my hobby time and trying to figure out how to get that to work. So, so not completely um, unproductive, but it's not. Um, it's all digital. It's not analog. It's not the stuff on the tables mm-hmm. that you can push around. I, yep. I will say that if if that does work the way that it looks like when we did our little test the other day, if it works as even remotely close to how I feel like it's going to work. I do feel like I'm going to be inclined to start painting bolt action again. Like I'm going to want to work on stuff again. I, it's my 
looking like looking at it, it does feel like it's going to scratch the itch a little bit more than it, hopefully it will. Well, do we want to do you want to talk about that now and worry about the other one later? Sure. Let's yeah. I mean, let's dig into it. Like so, let's talk about let's, tabletop let's simulator. Oh, and so before we we go into tabletop simulator, I've also dipped my toe. Um, I picked up a software program called Blender, which does three D modeling, which is kind of nice. hand in hand with the tabletop. Yeah. And um, I've been. I've been doing some 3D modeling and little animation stuff, and so um, it wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be. And animation stuff. Ooh, I'm gonna want. I want to see what you got. Yeah, yeah I've got a little test animation that. Um, like yeah, explosion clouds. No, it's much more simple. Oh, okay. <laughs> from my understanding, like, fire and clouds are pretty hard to pull off in 3D modeling tools. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. So no, it's much more. It's a 3D. It's a 3D model. That has color on it, and the camera moves. So <laughs> that's that's about it. So oh, that's that's huge. Yeah, but fantastic. Um, yeah, but then that segues into um, into tabletop simulator because I was trying to figure out how to get that to work. So yeah, you've definitely been spending some time on that, and I do appreciate that. So for those unfamiliar, tabletop simulator is a program available that allows you to load damn near anything into. And you can play with other oh people God. on the internet. Like, there's so many like homebrewed games, or like games that you're familiar with that have been homebrewed by a person because it's it's an open platform that allows you to code in and script your stuff and put 3D models in. And it's like a 3D space that you can just interact with, mm-hmm. which is super fantastic. Yep, I think you can download it outside of Steam, but I think you have to have Steam to use it. The workshop, yeah, I think, like is the um, workshops you need. Oh yeah, yeah, you definitely want workshops because that's where all the bolt action related stuff is, is. Steam is free, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tabletop simulator is not, but uh, yeah, if but eight you, to twenty bucks depending on where you find it. Twenty bucks is on Steam. It's twenty bucks, but if you find if you have three other friends that don't have it and you want to all chip in, it's you get a five bucks off a copy because they sell four pack. pack. So, yep. and you can just gift it through Steam. So anyway. Uh, so it's a fabulous program. It allows you to basically build anything you want inside of Bolt Action. I, I think there are some predefined tables out there. I don't know that we've seen any of those. I don't think I've seen any yeah, load any of those. But I know that there tables. are. There's people yeah. that have. Mm-hmm. Yep. But so that's the, only, that's the only place I've been getting terrain from because I'm I haven't really gone into trying to figure out how to make my own 3D terrain. You're right. You haven't gotten as deep into the rabbit hole as Dale has. But that's good. I, Someone has more it. time than I have. <laughs> Fair. He doesn't have a little one at home that's yeah. eats up time. My kids are grown, so right. That, that right. does and help. I, I, yep. So I'll be looking at Blender. Blender's actually pretty good, uh, relatively. That's not the free one, though, Dale. Is it? That's like it is. Or something. It is. It's free. the free okay. one. Yep. Blender is. It's, uh, it's completely free. open source. So. Uh, yeah. Do I have, which one do I have? Look at my icons on my desktop. I have something. <laughs> what do I have? Oh, a mesh mixer. That's that's yeah, uh, yeah. De- definitely different. That was thing. also free though. Yep, yep. But that's so, uh, it's also more of a three D printing thing. So yeah, we we started playing around with this. Dale has been making basically how many have you made more than one of the tables already? You've made several of the Stalingrad scenario tables, correct? Just one. Just one. Okay. Yep. But it looks like you have a lot of elements for multiple tables that would be able to create all of the scenario boards. So as a as a Snafu group, we're going to be able to play the the um, Stalingrad scenarios. Yeah. So so um, initially when when we jumped in, 
um, I was not I, I, I wasn't an early adopter I was kind of first wave maybe <laughs> um, uh, because I just like I didn't I couldn't conceptualize how it was really going to work and so we fired it up. We get together on Thursday nights, and so we because we couldn't go down to the shop, we fired this program up and sat in Discord, and we played some rolling pigs game. I don't even know what it was. What's it Pass, the Pass, the Pass, Pass the pigs. Pass the pigs. Pass the pigs. And it worked. And I was like, holy cow! And so, um, and then it's like, well, how much? What else can it do? And so we started digging. And so for the bolt action stuff. Um, there is a workshop that's kind of um, accessible through the tabletop simulator. And if you search for bolt action, there are pre-made boards out there. And if you download or subscribe to one, it automatically downloads. And each one of the objects in the board is something that you can save off. And so then you can, that's how you get the assets to build what you're looking for if you want to do your own custom boards. And so um, you do have to put in a little bit of time and effort to kind of if you want to put your own stuff together for your own specific needs. But if you put in the time and, and build your library of assets, then, yeah, it can you can kind of pretty much do anything. It's, it's nice because, you know, over the times we've done all the book reviews and things like that, we've kind of skipped over a number of the scenarios because, you know, we don't have four-by-four four setups of mm-hmm. mountainous terrain with three bunkers or anything like that. Or, <laughs> you know, I mean, we have a lot of terrain as a club, and just you know, just between us for the tournament, but there were so many things that we couldn't do in tabletop simulator. We can probably do almost everything. Yeah, and well, so it's pretty. And you can make it's pretty good an army. And yeah, it also open, opens the opportunity of like we, you know, like you said, we play games. Granted, they don't have every friends, single model that you need, and not everyone wants to play with some random off the wall Stalingrad scenario. Uh oh on a Thursday night, but you don't want to like not be participating in whatever else everyone else is doing. So now you have the opportunity to be able to play online later. If you so wanted to, you could get, maybe get more than one game in. Um, I was going to say the one thing that maybe we should tell people about this thing is it is very much an open world environment. It's not meant to be like, it's not scripted in a way that it's, you can't move a guy more than 12 inches. You can move a guy across the freaking board. If you want to, there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing locking you in the game that's scripting to the game. It is literally like I. It, it's a place. It's just treat it like normal real world. It's you put a figurine on the table. You move that. You move it after you've measured. It's exactly the same as real life, except it's digital. There's no. There's no locks on it. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as the controls go, you know, when Rick's talking about it, it's not scripted. You know. You know, if if you're running your squad. Um, you can actually run them off of the freaking table, right? So it's not, you're not, yeah, I mean, so you do kind of have to pay attention. Now, you know, if, if you're watching, then there are, there are tools there to make sure that you're only going 12 inches or that you know how far you're going or how stuff interacts and things like that. So, you know, I mean, you still kind of have to, you know, pay attention to what's happening, but mm-hmm. it will work if you put in the time and, you know, and there are, there are some big pluses like, you know, each each army is, diff- is 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 typically represented pretty well in regards to finding miniatures. You can, for sure. You know, I mean, you can set up descriptions on the squad so that you know which ones are regular or inexperienced. Or so if if you're interested in in tabletop simulator and trying to figure out what's really available, the workshop's going to be your best friend. Search for bolt action, um, and everything that you are able to get 
and you don't have to pay for any of this. So it's, you, you subscribe it, and then you're able to load it into your space. And each one of those items or objects or objects that they load, you can save off to create your own assets if you wanted to build your own table or create your own force. So um, the first thing I did was I went out to my faction that I was taking to uh, the WTC, and I built my WTC list and saved everything off and then set up my own army that I could then just drop into any game and all the miniatures would just come right in and it was ready to go. So um, it's actually, you know, it's really slick. So That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So Especially with the uh, notion that I think it's actually going to work to play play against other people. So it's nice too because you can you can save a game um, after the third turn or something and then come back to it or whatever the case. Right. Be. So so <laughs> I had this brain. I, I don't know. It was probably sitting in the toilet. I have no idea where this idea came from. At some point, I was like, "Shit! Why is there? Why is nobody running like a bolt action tournament via the tabletop simulator right now?" Because you know, a lot of us were supposed supposed to be in Chicago right now. You could very well easily get a bunch of people to play in different games. I think um, I think it's just a different um, it's a different uh, strata of gaming. For sure. Um, if you're a tabletop gamer, a miniatures war gamer, and 40k or Bolt Action or Frostgraver and the others, then you, you're collecting your miniatures, you're painting them, you're, you're doing stuff like that. If you're an online desktop gamer then you're you're doing different things and it's not that those things don't overlap but i was not aware of tabletop simulator before we had discovered it so right no i think that's just the no, interesting I thing either. about it it's actually kind of cool yeah but well. i think it's in a unique position to kind of really come i mean it's 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 a great solution to what where we find ourselves right now yeah for sure and, Absolutely. and I've seen a fair amount of uptick in people using it is for just other games because it's uh, like I said, there's a plethora of games out there. It's a billion Pl- games out plethora? there. Plethora. Yeah, they've got, That's what I'm looking for. They've got yeah. Guess Who. They've got Nicolas Cage. <laughs> guess Who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for the Samuel L. Jackson one though. <laughs> Snakes so. on a plane. No, mm-hmm. I can't remember where it was. There's, I think there was a meme. It's. I'm not going to repeat it because it says a bad word in there that I'm not. I don't appreciate saying out loud too often. Uh, anyway, regardless, there's plenty of there's plenty of games. Go check it out. I recommend playing a game like Past the Pigs to start. Like, get your feet wet and like trying to figure out how to select stuff and like roll stuff and do yeah. crazy stuff with. Because like, it, there it, it has a tutorial too. You should follow the tutorial. It makes everything seem a little bit better once you start figuring out how to do that stuff if you decide to get into it don't jump right into bolt action expect anything to work because you're going to be like holy crap this is insane (laughs) Uh, i will say that hopefully when we do release this episode we'll also post that video again on our on our facebook wall so you guys can follow that along i think that was good information and there was good information in there that might be valuable to you right like i remember it being useful but i feel like that was a while ago already yeah, like it kind of gives you an explanation on how to do stuff. So, explanation. Yeah, sure. Man, yeah. they mansplained it. But so, 
it's, you could actually find a YouTube video that kind of goes over the bolt action element of it too. That was pretty good. Right. I think that that's, didn't somebody post one or I saw one posted that was basically like a bolt action related mm-hmm. tabletop simulator one. So yeah, I, think th- we will, I think Pat posted that. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure that people can see that again so that you guys get a better feel for what we're talking about here. Cause it really is pretty sweet. It, yeah. It, it's given our current situation and, and you know, like, Nobody wants to invite anyone over to anyone else's houses right now, and that's rightfully so. Although, I will say, Rick, that last game of bolt action that you and I did, other than the fact that we were only four and a half feet apart, we were pretty well social distance. Yes. <laughs> I, I had two different sets of poker chips, two different colors set of poker chips, and so I put the right number in for order dice, and so I just drew them the whole game so we didn't have to pass order dice back and forth. It, that, it, it worked out okay. It was okay. I will say there were a couple times where like I tried to reach across and take the poker chip. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're not going to hand it to me. And then the other side effect is you have to draw the whole game, which is, was totally fine by me. I'm like, I do not care. Like, if you really, that came push comes to shove and you really care, you can get your own set like and bring your own set. And you'll just take turns every other turn doing it, but that's silly. And then resist, on top of that, missing down orders. Yeah. Is this the urge to grab the end of the person's tape measure as they're trying to measure? Right, yeah, just like everything, yeah. There's it's yeah. a couple of things, you, there's habits that you have that you would like. And honestly, as we come out of this, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if that is kind of a, a, a new norm in the game for a while. For sure. I could see that. Like, something just... I, I think someone did call out, like, there are several, like... I, Older generation people that play this game, and no offense if that if you are in that in the higher risk bracket. category, yeah, right, definitely in some of the higher risk categories, and so like yeah, I can understand like not wanting to necessarily be touching and like yeah, I don't know. I well, can yeah, see the it. whole thing of you know both people's order dice in the bag and you're swirling them around, you're basically shaking your opponent's hand the entire game. I think you had said that at one point, Rick. Oh, dude, no, they're touching worse than my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need to think about that. Yeah, um, well, no, you did. <laughs> that's because you keep your dice in your bag bag. Yeah, exactly. Thinking about that, I'm like, why hasn't someone just developed an app for this? Like, this is like a probably like write an app in like three hours type thing that you could put on on for iTunes people that are for free. To do those things, right? I, I, where Dale's going to try and learn how to three D three D model shit, I might try and actually figure out how to publish on on the App Store. You're talking just about a dice drawing machine. Yeah, like, but, but for bolt action specific, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I have 13 dice, you have 12, click a button, oh, magically this, you know, I got one of my dice. Right, random you know, pull. Like, random pull. Like, basically that, the dice bag without having to, like, touch anything I mean, other than my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm by no means a computer programmer. That sounds like that should be, like, five lines of code. It, uh, it uh, probably it's more than five, but... Less than a thousand, but more it than five. Be, it should be less than yeah. a week's worth of work. Right. On, on hobby. Yeah, time. that's probably a day. That's probably a day worth of programming. Okay. Yeah, depending upon what you inter- what you what your interface to be. So. Right. Hey, speak, speaking of that, the back to our tabletop is it ha- does have dice bags and it does have randomizer pulls. Yes, it does. It. We figured that out when Dave, Dale and I tested the other day. We were trying to figure out how to get dice out of the damn box. Yeah, I kept <laughs> trying to deal the dice. No, you just. You just drag it out of the box. You just got a quick click and drag. Yeah, you're well, like, we kept grabbing the box too. There's a couple different variants. Yeah, there's like in one of the set, one of the base setup, base setup. I forget who did the one, but there is like a randomizer box that you shake and pull one out, and then there's also the little pouches that you can put all the proper dice in there, and then you can do a. I think it's a right click, and you can do like a random pull out mm-hmm. of it yep. too. So yep. there's a couple different ways to do it. 
yes, the tabletop simulator has almost every mechanic you could think of in a in a sense of like shuffle, deal, draw, hide, show, flip, whatever, all the things you could possibly want to do, including flip the table if you really fucking hate your opponent. Like, you can do lots of stuff. I would consider that an auto-concede if anyone ever flips the table on me. Well, for sure it's an auto-concede. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that's... And, and and it's it's exactly as as you guys describe it. You, there's a button, you flip it, and it flips the table. <laughs> it flips the table. It's pretty it entertaining. Damn table. Um, yeah. It's funnier so, now. Which, um, it actually was pretty funny. Um, but you might think, well, holy crap, we've been into this two hours, and someone accidentally flips the table. Or you can't just accidentally flip the rage table. Quit. It's, it's or, its own icon at the well, top yeah. next to a lot of other stuff. I don't know if you know if your four-year-old walks up and starts moving the mouse around and clicking stuff. But it Fair. does it does have a relatively quick autosave, and I believe you can set the autosave. Right. Well, there's a um, there's a, a rewind time button, so you can go back before the table flip. Okay. So um, if you're if you're thinking, well, I don't want to risk a couple hours of my time playing someone who I've never met across the internet at the risk that they're just going to flip the table for shits and giggles, you can you can kind of go back. So there's <laughs> a little bit of protection from the trolling aspect of, in case you ever playing someone from the Snafu podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that might be more apt to go. Whoops. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. So, oh yeah. Um, sorry about that. Dude. But yeah, it, it, it's pretty exciting. I mean. Um, I've already put together, and we're talking about doing a campaign out of Stalingrad. I've put together one of the maps. I think it's going to work. I'm going to try to build all the other tables. Um, and for the Tank Wars one, it's going to be, it'll totally work because we can get all the tanks that we need and get close I mean, enough. Yeah. We can, yeah. there might be some approximation, but not too bad. Yeah. Right. Like there I mean, might be a couple counts as. Right. There's, there's enough different units. You might, like I was looking at the British for sure, and I haven't gone through all of them, but I haven't found. Any of the Gurkhas or the Chindits or any of those, but they do have, you know, you could use your standard British troops and then you could also have, like, they also have Australian. Yeah. So you could use them well, as your counts as people. Yeah. And you can, and you can label everything in there too. So when you hover over it and when they hover over it, they know what they are regardless. Like, you don't oh, you have can to do ask that. the question. Yeah, yeah. You can relabel them as something else. Yeah. Oh, so cool. really fantastic. And That's so in awesome. my list, I had actually noted. In the description, which was the inexperienced squad, which ones were my regulars, yeah. which one were my vets, so you can always just hover oh, over them, and it'll cool. it'll actually show. That. Yeah, it'll actually show, and um, yeah. So there are some really good tools. So there are some things it does better than actually being on the table. I but think there being are a few able things to that get the true line of sight, being able to manipulate your camera view down mm -hmm. to actually oh, look from it's gonna be the eyes of it is going to be way better. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to rely on the jiggly hand of someone's laser pointer because they have measuring and straight line tools. I forget, yep. do they have separate measuring and separate straight line, or does the straight line always give you a measurement, too? I think it always gives yep. you a measurement. It always gives you a measurement. Okay, so that's... A little know, problematic, but yep. yeah. you should be able to get true line of sight almost all the time with the camera, so you really don't necessarily need it, right? Mm -hmm. You'll be able to scroll in, look down, zoom in, mm -hmm. and be able to get like basically to the, the to the head of the, character, of the model. So it, It'll be insane. So can you also, when you have, when you're you, we're copying terrain from existing boards and repurposing mm -hmm. them. Can you also put what the terrain type counts as on it? Can you also say like hard cover, soft cover? Yes. Okay. Can label all that stuff too. Yeah. Yep. So oh, everything nice. everything is an object in the space, and you can you can change the description of each object so that whoever hosts the game, and you can pass the host around as well. 
to kind of thing. So a couple of things that you want to be aware of as well. Um, you can lock things in place. So after you build your board and it looks great and it's got, you know, 30 or 40 different objects on it, you want to make sure you lock them all down because as you're moving pieces around it, you don't want to inadvertently pick up, you know, the four-story building and move it across the board and knock everything over. So <laughs> right. you want to be sure that you, you lock your terrain in place. Just kind of a tip there. Also, um, Which is the L key. Yes. Yes. And the buildings, you can't go into the buildings. They're enclosed objects, so there is some extrapolation required as far as that stuff goes. So what we've done, so just or what I've done... So poorly made terrain that the roof doesn't come off of. Right. So what I've done is we have, I have a large playing space, and so then there's there's space outside of the board where you can put your units down to kind of keep track of, of what's where and things like that. So Nice. Yeah. I think, and the, I think the order good. dice actually work, and you can revolve them and set them to the side, but you kind of have to memorize what one, two, three, four, five, six is. Because mm-hmm. all those, the, the, you know, it's a, they're obviously repurposed just D6s, but right. they've got a lot of different cool uh, little dice roller things. What I thought was really neat about the random dice rollers, you could, you know, you could click it and say, okay, I'm rolling 15, and it rolls 15, and then it automatically organizes them numerically low to high. Right. So you know exactly which ones that you have, and you can grab them all, and you can roll them again. It's pretty cool. No, that's awesome. Yeah, it it yeah. will it'll serve in the time frame that we have to do what we're doing. So we're going to get so proficient at it that we'll get perfect at it, and then we'll all go back to tabletop and be thankful. That's yes. okay too. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think this is actually a really good tool. You know, so we were, you know, for for the second American team at WTC. Two of the guys were local to each other, and the other two were in completely different parts of the country. But this gives you a, a way to to play games like that. Yeah. Or if we wanted to play games with, with anyone that's listening or our, our patrons or something like that, it's a way to kind of... Or if I wanted to try out a list um, and not have to buy all the miniatures and paint them before I put them on the table, yes. this is another way to do something like that. So, I mean... And it's not just bolt action, right? I mean, you can... They've got all sorts of stuff. So, uh, one more thing too is like, okay, hey, you know what, Rick? I got about an hour. Let's go ahead and start a game, and then we can save it. In right. a couple days, we can come back and we can pick up that same game. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I remember really this is like equivalent to back in high school when we would play Access and Allies, but it'd be set up at somebody's dining room table for a week, and we'd play it an hour at a time. Right, and we'd have to leave it set up at that person's house. Who I'm sure their parents got ticked as all get out. Well, but <laughs> in this was, way, you don't have to worry about that. I was thinking more in line of like chess by mail, right? Like, sure. Oh God, yeah. It's, it's very similar to that where you like I can log in, do this thing, save it. I don't. I can, does it have that ability? Can you? I think the host is the one who's saving it. Whoever's okay, hosting so, it saves yeah. it. So it'd be hard. To, the host has always got to save it, but th- you could both get on for yeah, even probably not even a full hour if you had right. If you could get hour. on a half hour and you play, you know, played half a turn or several order dice or whatever, and you might take another five minutes to when you load back up and go, okay, what in the heck was going on last time? But mm-hmm. uh, there, are, there's like notes that you can like leave. So there's like a notes tab that you right. can like write yourself notes. And the coolest thing I saw is you can like bring in a tablet, and that's like literally like an Apple tablet, like an iPad, you can pick it up and you can go to Google. You can go to your Gmail. You, so if you if, so if you have a 
if you have your list that you put in PDF and you've saved it somewhere, you can like mail it to yourself or whatever. And you can go pick up the tablet and go to your email and you can pull that PDF Wait, up. Can and you look get at to it. can you get to Easy Army? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah. hilarious. I, yeah, oh, it's a, it's an inter- you can get to any you can get to any website on the internet. Yeah, it, it's it's just a, it's, it's just a tool on the internet, but yeah. it's in the tabletop game and it's a tablet that sits yeah. off on the side next to your stuff or wherever you have setting. And a lot of them have quick rules references there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone's put the full bolt action rule set out as of yet. But again, you can you know put a PDF somewhere that you can get to on the internet, like Dropbox or whatever, and go grab this tablet and pick it up and go look it up if you've ever bothered to get the PDF from Warlord. That's awesome. All oh, of that is God, awesome. Yeah, it's so. I, we encourage you to go. Well, we're all in this together. Let, uh, let's let's keep our distance from one another and play play on at the internet. That's what I have to say about it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it is cool, and I mean, if you're getting anything on your own, twenty dollars can be. I mean, it's I mean, it's twenty bucks. I mean, you're gonna play. You're gonna pay that to have a no contact pizza delivery these days. So you know. right, right, yeah. and it, it's yeah. If you have a group of friends and they're all interested in it, I definitely think it's it's a, a valuable buy for sure. If if you can do it, so yep. um, yeah, it's one hundred percent. So, and if you want to give it a shot and you can't find anybody, shoot us a Facebook page or something like that, and you'll probably guilt one of us into into signing <laughs> up and you know showing you around or something like that or. Or something like that. So no promises there because we're all busy and that kind of stuff. And if you live halfway around the world, time times are kind of wonky. But right. So right. if you're okay with getting up at five o'clock in the morning and I'm just having a cocktail at ten o'clock, sure, I'll, I'll jump on for twenty minutes <laughs> and let you have a look see and tell you show you what I've figured out so far, which probably isn't everything. I guarantee. No, no. I feel like I'm still scratching the surface, but I'm right. I, at least now I, I built a new PC and it's able to play this smoothly which my other computer was not doing um i don't think the requirements are super drastic by any it stretch doesn't seem to like mac tablets uh was that team. was that was that what you and ian were running no i was running a mac i was running on an apple product and okay. it was not it's an older mac mac mini so it doesn't have a lot of graphics power to begin with it's not meant for that it's just a you know a, a internet surfer and it just wasn't very happy. It does fine mm-hmm. with everything else I do. It's just when you start getting into 3D rendering and stuff, it was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. And from my experience, like, I was having a tough time selecting things, if you remember that. And you guys yes. were laughing at me. And I'm like, this yep. is super frustrating for me. Because I'm like, why am I I'm trying to grab five dice? And it grabbed four of the five dice. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this shouldn't be happening. Like, it's, <laughs> like this is not what I've signed up for. And so the new PC, when the new... The, it, dramatically different experience like it it does require a little bit of cpu power but not a lot like i think my computer is four to five years old and it runs fine so. yeah but that was a gaming rig back then too right yeah it, it was um, a purpose-built gaming rig for like yeah. 1300 bucks four or five years ago yeah so. so it's probably in the same realm of what i bought now it's yeah. you know, i bought a fairly inexpensive budget build mm-hmm. pc but it was intentionally built to be a gaming rig. So, right. so, so yeah, mine's an mine's an i seven with eight eight megabytes of RAM with a four megabyte video card. So it's not 
I mean, it's not extraordinary by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, it's, it's the middle of the road kind of you, thing. You meant to say four gigabyte video card, right? Uh, yes. Not megabyte? Four gig. Four gig. Yep. I, four yeah. megabyte would probably not work. <laughs> I, I, don't, so. mine, I don't think mine has. My, VG, my VGA renders are amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You know, side, side note, I, I bought, a, I bought a, a Raspberry Pi to run on my 3D printer so I could print from anywhere. And I was reading the specs on it, and I was like, "It's a good Jesus. thing you're stuck at home." <laughs> well, right, I know, right? But I'm like, Jesus Christ, the uh, the this Raspberry Pi is more powerful than the computer I bought to go to college with. So yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. I was like, "What the hell?" Uh, and in my new gaming rig has integrated pro- integrated C- or excuse me integrated GPU right now because I haven't bought a video card for it, but it runs. I'm running 16 gigs of RAM, and it's fine. So well, Yeah, I'd hope so. <laughs> well, yeah, 16 for, gigs, for damn. Yeah, yeah it, it's run every game, I've, I've, every game I've played smoothly. It's not, a, it's not, apparently there's some, if you've got an AMD chip processor, one of the one of the things you can do is run an integrated GPU, and the more RAM you put it in, the more it dedicates towards your graphics processing, which is actually really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they do say that if you put a dedicated card in, it's going to be better, but... Right. It's it's it runs it's a nice get you by. It's it it's early like apparently this is the easy way to ease into a budget build is like you buy the base set and then you can buy a card later when you decide to upgrade. Cool. I didn't know that. That's Most of the stuff you guys are saying is well over my head. <laughs> anyway, I, I have mm. something that's called an all-in-one which basically means my monitor and the tower are the same piece of equipment. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Gotcha. Yeah. Which I don't think they sell anymore. And oh, I they, do. Probably they do. Probably three years ago. Is it a touchscreen? It's a touchscreen. Okay. <laughs> I have had zero problems interfacing with tabletop simulator okay. whatsoever. It's so it's probably a beefy. Fine. It was probably beefy mm-hmm. when you bought it then. Uh, it's got eight gigabyte, eight gigabyte of RAM, and it's got a, a two point two gigahertz processor. I don't know what its video capability is, but I didn't have that's, any trouble seeing it. I mean, anything. that's more than enough. Yeah. yeah. So right. anyway, so there you go. Tabletop simulators. A thing. And, and that ends our technical support. <laughs> yeah. Don't call me if you're building a budget build. Go Google budget build gaming rig if you really feel the need. Not that you'll be able to buy any of the shit anymore because everything's closing. The uh, build a PC subreddit is a good resource. Yes, and it's where I built most of this from, and I think there was one other resource I used, but it was from there that I found the other one. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. There you have it. I've lost the agenda, Pat. Oh, nice. No. Uh, let's, let's let's go a little. Let's continue with the table. Similar, Dale had touched on. Uh, we're going to try the a snafu guys are going to try doing a Stalingrad campaign. Yeah, totally. And mm-hmm. Dale had mentioned that he's going. He's already got one of his tables put together, mm-hmm. uh, and we basically only touched on the fact that uh, the Stalingrad campaign is a thing in the new book. But I don't think we actually went into depth as to maybe we want to talk about which campaign we're looking to do, what scenarios are kind of involved in that. And how the actual campaign we're going to try to do is going to work, and maybe Dale, we want to leak the other little thing we were possibly toying with is just sure. an idea. Yeah, well, it's all your idea, so you go ahead and run with that. All right. So, um, so what I was really excited about um, beyond the amazing new and desperately needed tools that the Soviet faction got in the Stalingrad campaign book was um, using them to kick our butt with. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or the um, this fresh rules for campaigns that they put in the back of it. And we talked about that in the last episode a little bit. And when... Um, I think 151 is where the campaigns step in. Right. And so um, because of not 
not being able to play in person and not having the impetus to play um, like we had previously because of the cancellations, I was trying to find a way to make sure that I kept playing and um, also find ways to kind of, you know, keep Snafu kind of going with something new and interesting and also get into the tabletop simulator because I was one of the guys that I was like, this, I don't understand how this is going to work. I'm completely sold now. is the page, by the way. Sorry right. about that. And so I was started thinking about, well, how can we use, how can we use this to play bolt action? What's going to happen? And it's really fits in this need to keep us playing, to keep us safe. Um, and all of these assets and resources mean that I've got armies available to me that I traditionally don't have available to me and all sorts of terrain that I don't traditionally have available. So I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, well, how, how's the best way to kind of make this work for us to take the best advantage that we can? And I'm like, well, why don't we just try to play one of these Stalingrad campaigns that's in the back of the book? And so um, I started kind of seeing if I could put the boards together and save them off so that I can just load them up instantly. And I think that's totally, totally going to work. So it's just, you know, a little bit of bookkeeping. Um, and so quick, I just... Quick question for you, Dale. Yeah. So with those boards you're building, uh, are you just saving them to your stuff or are you publishing those to the workshop? Right now I'm just saving them to my stuff. Okay, so, so you're just putting them in your saved... Yes. that saved folder thing is. Right. So, um, so, so in order... What I'm doing first, so all of my assets, not all of my assets, most of my, uh, well, all the assets that I pulled down from the workshop are in the cloud. They're out there available. Anybody can pull them down. I do have um, a few assets that are not in the cloud. So um, the first board that I tried to set up was for scenario eight, I think. And there's, um, in, and that's the grain elevator in Stalingrad, which is kind of a, um, it's kind of a famous landmark in World War Two. Yep, that's scenario eight. You got yep. it. Most of the most of the city had been leveled, but the Stalin uh, the Stalingrad grain elevator had not. It's like freaking a seven story concrete building and counts as a bunker. <laughs> it's enormous. <laughs> wow. Which, and by so, the way, flamethrowers cannot catch bunkers on fire. By the way, which makes sense. They can light the shit on fire inside it, though, right? The guys, yeah, but not yeah. the building itself. You can't burn the building down, but you can sure make it an oven. Yep. And to, to bring it down with HE, I think you World get War 12 or higher. And so I, I put that board together, and um, but I couldn't find a grain elevator anywhere um, available on the assets uh, on the workshop. I mean, there's a lot of ruined buildings and some industrial buildings, and there's a lot of 40K terrain. So <laughs> it's, you know, and so I started to try to figure out, well, can I make a grain elevator? So I started to get into the 3D modeling and things like that and, and watching videos. And I um, found this place called Sketch Sketch Lab or, or something like that and actually found a 3D modeled grain elevator on that software, downloaded it for free uh, along with the texture and got that out to the cloud. So that's out there now. But so... Um, I want to make sure that I get all the objects and what isn't already out there on the workshop, I'm going to load it. And then once I get the tables done, I'll probably put them out onto the workshop so anybody can go in and pull them out. I just have to be sure that um, I'm using correct assets and I'm not like 
taking anybody's copyrighted works or, or, or anything like that. So yeah. I, I just have to be sure that everything's legal and on the up and up. So but, totally. Yeah. So I'm, I'll probably have to get Photoshop so I can make, um, some 2D images. Uh, so basically you've got a table and then you set a mat. You can put a mat on top of it. So I need to make sure I can build mats that are suitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were, we we're kind of, we've, we've been, uh, collectively talking about, you know, it would be really cool is if we could find a way to get some videos of us playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, dreamers, we love it, but it's not conducive to filming. No, <laughs> that's an understatement. Um, <laughs> for sure. Not, you there's know, no way you would be able to do it. And I don't know that any of us have any kind of real space we could dedicate that. And then we can't even get within six feet of each other. Actually, I don't think we can, we can't leave our houses. So <laughs> yeah, right now you're stuck at home anyway. So, yeah. and so as that's well, relative. Yeah. I just say we drove around in our car today, but we well, I'll be honest. Uh, I don't think, I don't think as much as we love the podcasting getting together, I don't think any of us are stupid enough to, Hey, let's all get together and film us playing yeah. bolt action. Yeah, for yeah, our, no, that's not happening right now. Right. Quick, put it on the internet for everyone to see. What are you talking so, about? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Before, it was before the, before the virus came out, Oh, except we were all wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and so because it's all digital, there's no reason why we can't just click record and then throw it into a video editor and have, have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Do, sure. you, have to have, so, do you have to have extra software to record games of tabletop? Uh, nope. You Sweet. Just, no. Yeah. Well, you I have, mean, you, you do Windows need a, 10, you can record what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So you do need, you need an application running running on your computer that's going to screen cap everything effectively. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, but that's that's it. I mean... And I, you have to be able to yeah. edit it. You have to have some kind of software to edit it. Right. Blender is a vid- has a video editor. There are a number oh, of free... It? Yeah, there are a number of free video editors. And, okay. And, and so it's it's really... And for anyone listening and you thought, well, hey, I could do, I could do video. I mean, all the software is free. Um, Tabletop Simulator lets you put all of that stuff together. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's 100%. It can it can do it. So, um, so once we get um, once we get this thing rolling, it's, it's going to take a while. I mean, none of these things are are going to be quick and easy. But I'd be happy once I make sure that all of the objects are legal. Um, I did I did purchase a whole bunch of industrial buildings, and that came with a license to to make them available commercially. We're not selling any of this stuff, but yeah, I think it's gonna I think it'll be interesting and fun. Um, and it will keep um, it'll keep us fresh in the rules yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so. that sounds great. Oh, yeah. wait! Did you just say your license was able to be? You can resell it? Uh, no, it's available for commercial use. But for I can't, commercial use, I can't. You can't. You couldn't distribute it. No, I, that's not. Yeah, that's no, the I mean, problem. You can't really use that in like the tabletop simulator world, like in a mass way, right? You wouldn't be able to bundle that up and make put it in workshop. You can put a workshop. You just can't charge you money. Well, yeah, I, I just can't charge. Oh, you sure, sure, it. okay, right. Which I don't think we would do anyway. No, right. And you can't charge anything on. There's no. no yeah, there's nothing like that. No, no, right. no. That's not what workshop is about. Cool. Right. Workshop is literally just people putting their hobby stuff together and sharing it with everyone. Which it, it which super cool. In, which in some circumstances surely shows. <laughs> some <laughs> some of them are a little work. rougher than others. <laughs> yeah. Some of them yeah. are great. A lot of them are great. All of the bolt action stuff that I that I grabbed was amazing. Like all the models look great. They 
they represent everything pretty well. The Germany selection in that Germany workshop is incredible. Like they have great selections. Everything's in there. Like you had choices between winter un- winter uniforms and summer uniforms, and you had the entire like tank platoon in the background. It had almost everything except for a freaking Nebelwerfer. Uh, there's one of the <laughs> one of the one of the boards that's preset up or whatever has Nebelwerfers on it. Oh, perfect. You see, I mean, I know that they exist, but they did. And put oddly in enough, yeah. it's just flat white. It's not painted or anything. Yeah, I wonder if you, you probably got a failed like failed graphic loaded or something. Yeah, and that's right. the thing too. You'll get with a lot of these that have been made a while ago. You'll get these errors that pop up that you know when the file was saved. There was something in there, and since that file has been saved, whoever made it has since deleted or removed that file, and it can't find it. So you just get an error, and then you'll get a little white cube shows up that where this thing didn't come in. So you can just delete those out of there. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Dale, as far as Photoshop goes, if you don't want to get it, I will be your Huckleberry, and I will Photoshop stuff for you because that's something I am capable of doing and do frequently, and I right. do it for a living. So I'm going to send you a 2D file. Um, of the size of a six by four bitmap, effectively PNG, <laughs> I think is it, and you can start creating. You can start creating the table layouts. Wait, why do you need to send me a six? Is it? Uh, well, it's it's the size. Um, it is the size of what covers that space in Tabletop Simulator. Right. Why don't you just send me the specs so I can make it from scratch? Because I don't know what the specs are. I just oh, got I it. just okay. know that this is this is the one that I was able to get to fit. Got and, it, and I can send that over to you. So I yeah, send what that file to extension. These all those things are. They, so the three D objects are dot obj. Send in the wrong one; it's all wrong. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it should be it should be interesting. We'll see how it goes. So, um, my only concern is that um, because we're pulling assets from a number of different um, different places that they may not all look great together. Or if we're missing textures, you've got that odd sure. kind of thing that sticks out a little bit. And so the videos you know, may not be as great as, hey, look at this board we spent three months building, and it's beautiful, and you know, here's the scenario. But it should get the job done, and I think with some clever editing and some, you know, a little bit well, of a smoke and mirrors, we should be able to get it to work. We'll, we'll try and make them look as good as we can, but yeah, like you said, this is not perfect. Right. right. We're not perfect world right now. Yeah, and, and I guess that would be, and I don't know how you guys feel about it as far as Tabletop Simulator goes on the whole, but um, I think it is going to be perfectly capable of doing a lot of the things that it you would need it to do, but it's not it's not perfect. There are little things about it that you might wish worked a little bit differently. But if you have patience with it, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to make getting through not being able to, to hang out for however long, um, a lot easier. Yeah. It's playing for with sure. myself. Games yeah. with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nice, nice <laughs> clarification. And nice one, nice one question I have is I know uh, our group, we've been you know having the, the Discord chat open while we're doing it. Does Tabletop allow people to actually talk in it? So if we're going to record the video, and you might have already said this, uh, can we actually be communicating through the Tabletop, or do we have to have a separate something for that I guess I don't know I I think there is voice support in tabletop simulator there must be because I've seen some videos and I was looking at uh, Armada which is a, another passing fancy of mine mm-hmm. and I've seen people actually 
uh, and heard them actually, they're recording a game while they're playing, and they're just sure. talking through the game as well as talking to each other. So there must be something. It's, you right. know, we're still very new at this. We're you know a couple weeks tinkering think, around with it. Yeah, I think I think there is. I don't know how good it is because we use Discord outside of it. Right. Um, but most most um, digital recording software um, records both the audio and and the video at the same time. So that just so, might be some that just might be some tinkering on our end before we get all that figured out and right. working correctly. So, yeah. and if if you guys want to do some research on that, I can just focus on getting the boards built and everything, and uh, getting all that lined up, and we'll see we'll see what happens. I've already got a, a narrator um, signed up for for the video, so I got the campaign map and nice, yeah, okay, I'm excited, yeah, yeah, so, cool. And I mean, if this totally if this if this if this goes off, then like I said. You know, we'll we'll put the scenario boards out, and you can just pull them down and load them up, and and play the exact same scenarios that we do with your own forces and, your and own all that kind of or, stuff. So yeah, yeah, or or not buddies if you don't want to play with your buddies, but want to play with <laughs> your enemies, your yeah. pals, your pals. I mean, You're I mean, if this pal, buddy, if this really works, um, then maybe we can do something kind of cool in, in the run up to Operation Snafu. You know, where cool. it's like, um, I don't know. I mean, the sky's really the limit. And maybe we can find a way to involve people that can't actually travel here or mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. I mean, there's a lot. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I'm excited about this. This is actually, great. Actually, you know, we could we could make an interesting, like, the middle board be, like, the central board. Here are all the assets you can work with, and be, they have to build it. I mean, God. I mean, we could have, we could, um, it would if save we could a get lot of an, list checking. If we could get an internet connection into Operation Snafu, we could have one board just be a digital board, and they have to play opposite of each other, sitting down. Oh, that would actually be really cool. Like you have an ex- you have an extra board that every like anyone that. That would be my mind just blown. I mean, That'd show it on a show it on a TV screen. We're just a spectator in the game. Uh, there is there's options for projectors in those rooms. Yeah, right. Put it on the big board up on the wall. <laughs> Put the main so, the, the main event is uh is broadcast for everyone to yeah. look up and see. That'd be interesting. I mean, there is I mean, there is a lot. There's a lot that you can do. I mean, you say, well, how come isn't how someone how come someone hasn't put together a tournament that could be played online? I mean, if this goes well, I mean, there's no reason why we couldn't maybe do something. Why not I mean, we Zoidberg? Just, we could challenge. There hasn't been a need for it yet. Yeah, that, right? and that's that's fair. I mean, this would be a great is the way. Mother of all inventions, right? I mean, if you think about WTC prep, this could be a great way for us to practice our lists against team the other American team. You right. know, you mm-hmm. know, going. Yeah, I mean, that's there's a lot you can do. So well, and I and I recall one of the one of the guys on USA team too bragging about his Italians and wanting to play against us. Yeah. We're like, well, John Ross, yeah. I like, I'm like, <laughs> there's no way I'm playing another game. If we go to Worlds, we're not playing another game at Worlds. Like, right, dude, no. I'm not going to play another game after three games of craziness and, like, have any expectation of doing well doing it. Having yeah, a like, brain for that. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, maybe if we were at Adepticon, sure, I could see it working, but, yeah, it still, I was like, no, nah, this is insane. But, I don't know. It's highly encouraging. We'll keep talking about it when we get opportunities to, you know, we've made some progress in it in some fashion. 
So it's worth worth noting. So let's talk about let's talk about some quick rules, and then we'll take a little break and come back and talk about some. Yeah, I, I'm I got one for you, Pat. All right, so we have a couple that, and I think the first one, like after reading the rules, so that was our really quick segment change, well transitioned, right? Um, so sure. some rules, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, uh, so some rules that have come up, and I think the first one that is on our list, it, once you read all of the rules together, it's pretty straightforward, but preparatory bombardment only affects your setup zone. And that was an interesting... Uh, interesting distinction. Yeah. And it, it makes sense well, when we, you start looking at Well, we make a distinction. So. We yeah, d- right. It's... We do. It's our interpretation of it. it no, not... no, there there is actual evidence to back it up. Okay. As far as I like so, this, if you yeah. go look at the That's Rangers right. FAQ in or range the Rangers rules in the FAQ, they ask if this happens, and they say absolutely not. It does not happen if they're outside the zone. So the Rangers have a special rule: Rangers lead the way that allows mm-hmm. them to leave the deployment zone before the game starts. They get a free nine-inch move, is right? That right? Free okay. twelve-inch move. They get a move? free run. It's free run. Free run. So they can run out of the deployment zone, and it's and it is explicitly said that yes, if they are outside the deployment zone, they are no longer hit by a preparatory bombardment. Okay. I can't. I, I'm not going to try and go find the reference right off the top of my head, but I did look it up, and I was like, yep. It, the Rangers, the rules around the Rangers, gives me full confidence that that's how they meant for preparatory bombardment to work. Yep. Okay. I agree. Yep. So. So if you have a sniper, so if you have, if you don't have a, let's say if you have, there's no, obviously the first wave, there's no preparatory bombardment from. But right. if you're setting up uh, 12 inches from the center line, outside of 12 inches from the center line, and your sniper is closer to the center line, inside that 12 inches, but still on your table half, he is technically out of the setup zone and therefore should not be hit by a preparatory bombardment. That's what you're saying? Uh, that's where it gets weird, because, right, that's where he's set up. <laughs> I don't... Right. I don't so know about that. That's the And the Rangers part. who are in their setup zone get to move before the first turn, and they move out of the setup zone with their right. 12-inch run move. Right. Are no longer in the setup zone, therefore can no longer be targeted by the preparatory bombardment. Right. That's the weird... There's a weird thing there where I still don't understand how uh, advanced deployers work in that... in how that works. I haven't been able to find anything that supports it that way. Well, I, I wonder if. Well, I mean, clearly we're really thinking about this. We're overthinking we it. We're yeah. way overthinking we it. Um, That's what we do best. And so I, I mean, I could definitely. I mean, because of how we're thinking, our approach, I can see it going either way. But, um, yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. Because we're playing is, so many um, book scenarios because right. of the WTC, there's preparatory environment, which is why we were digging into this. So. Yep, I will. I will say. The thing that also, again, leads me back to say that snipers don't get hit. Scouts don't get hit. Uh, as the, long as they're outside that deployment zone. Right. Spotters so I, don't get hit because there are diagrams mm-hmm. in there that say, here is your here is your deployment zone. Right? Yep. It, it, it's kind of weird. I don't know if they use the same terms everywhere. They kind of, it's like every other rule set in here that they... They might use a different word. They're not using like keywords. Like they're not keeping it the same and consistent throughout all of it. So I've, I've got your Ranger FAQ if you want. Yeah, read it so again. If Rangers are deployed on the table in games with a preparatory bombardment, 
do they get to lead the way out of the deployment oh, zone right. before the bombardment is resolved, or must they wait for the bombardment first? As both the Rangers' special move and the preliminary bombardment happen in a in between the setup and first turn, we think it the best (parentheses and most exciting in parentheses) solution is to leave that is to leave that on a continue next page. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible spot for a page split. Uh, leave that on a dice. If you roll a four plus, your Rangers make their move before the bombardment and therefore escape it, and they move out of their setup area. If you roll a three or less, they are caught flat-footed, and then the roll for the bombardment would begin there. There you go. So it, it it's a weird rule to extrapolate that from, but that's the rule I'm using so to basically say so that it because if if it weren't that, they'd be like, no, you sorry, sod, you you don't get to do that. It's always they're always hit regardless of where they are. Like this, right? The, but the, the fact that the, both of these special rules are interacting at the same time is, I think, where the dice roll happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But whereas your sniper or spotter who's outside of the keyword setup zone shouldn't right. be targeted. Seems to be the case. Right, he shouldn't mm -hmm. get targeted. He's yeah. outside the setup zone. So your rangers, rangers got a 50-50 chance mm -hmm. of escaping it, but right. does anyone set out of the setup zone is just fine. Right. Yeah, so to play devil's advocate, um, s the counter to that is simply um, they are set up outside of the scenario's deployment zone. Right. But they are not outside of the advanced deployer's setup zone. Well, but neither well, would the Rangers don't have a zone, though. No, they don't. Well, no, they do. They, they have, have to set up. Half. They have to set up on their side of the table, not within twelve inches of. I mean, and those are the goes. rules for advanced deployers, right? And so, you know, because in it's, our Rangers example, it says their setup zone. I, again, I, I I don't disagree with how we've how we what we're doing, what you guys are saying. I'm just saying the counter to that is. Is right. this? You're giving Facebook again, all think, the fodder they need. Well, I, I just think again, this is, we're we're probably just overthinking it, you know. But again, if you're thinking competitively, what does it mean? What should we do here? Yep. Um, so, so how could how could someone potentially have gamed this system if they really wanted so to? So all of the scenarios, the first subheading is setup, and it specifies where you should set up. I interpret that to mean the setup zone, right? Which is the area that would be targeted by a perfect environment and anything outside of that setup, i.e. for deployers, snipers, are can be outside of it. Right. I mean, they can be inside of it, too, if they're just that way. I mean, if they feel then, like it. Right. Yep. 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 I agree. I just... Uh, yeah. I, I have... I don't see a lot of evidence to support the other argument anymore. Yeah. Having seen enough of this, it seems flimsy on that side of the argument. I... Feel like there's enough. We thrive on flimsy, though. Yeah, well, but I, well, I mean, even the other way is flimsy somewhat. But they've at least answered a question in regards to this to this thing in a way that tells me that their intention is not for units to be outside the deployment zone getting hit by preparatory bombardments. Sure. And in all reality, that kind of makes sense, right? Like, if if you're raining down artillery on your opponent in an, like in an actual war zone, you're probably not going to hit the sniper that hasn't shot a fire yet, like hasn't fired yet, because you've probably even seen the guy yet, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, let's go hit those trees over there. No, they're going to like, oh, shit, there's a bunch of dudes coming down the hill here. We better shoot those guys. Like, well, it makes I, sense. I mean, it, it's difficult. It's difficult to... I mean, I, I get it, but 
artillery um, is being called from miles behind the line. Bombardments just as likely, are precise. Yeah, yeah they're just it's as likely spotters. to hit their own guys True. on the front line as the other side. It's just, yeah, I mean, yeah. They would be hitting them further back for sure, but it's still kind of like the idea. Like, yeah. Abstracting it a little bit does still make sense. Right. That mm-hmm. So, make scouts better. And make scouts ridiculous. Thank God, because scouts were suffering so bad. Right. Um, Especially the ones in Seal Heights. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. So that was the first rule, and I think that one's straightforward enough. But let's let's talk about some horsies, because there's a lot of them, and they're all really good in different ways. I haven't found any tabletop yet. No, thankfully, uh, you won't be seeing any uh, Polish lancers. Yeah, that's good. I, I didn't. I didn't download the Polish list. Oh, maybe that's oh, I, didn't. I didn't either. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they don't have lancers in there. I assume that they would because that's the first unit. You're I mean, take. where else would they be? <laughs> yeah, if well, they're not has Stalingrad. So, yeah, they're definitely not in the. Yeah, they're not in a bunch of the other ones for sure. The Germans don't have them. So here's so here's what confuses me the most about cavalry. Yes. They are an infantry model. Yep. They're rather tall. They have rather big bases. <laughs> and they but, can recce. Most but they're recce. an infantry model. And yes, yes, they do have the recce special rule. However, they have some restraints around it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that if we wanted to get that deep. But, yep, go, go on. So, so is there any yeah, more I think of them there? as an infantry selection. Right. And... What really gets me the most, and I know I've said this before in several podcasts, is that I don't recall a whole lot of World War II movies like seeing hordes and hordes of cavalry being successful. Yet, in this rule set, in this game, they, to a a player that has dedicated some time and and understanding how to do them, they are freaking phenomenal. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've got our clubmates Dave and Ian both have, have, have done great with these things. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, I haven't tried them. And what am I missing here? <laughs> they're good. They're fast. They're mobile. You're paying. You're paying a premium you're, for your models for sure. Is it is it is it three or five points a model roughly? I forget. Depends on which army it is. Okay, right, depends on the army. You're, you're, the reason is Pat. You're looking. This isn't a this isn't a war simulation. This is a platoon level game, and on a platoon level, cavalry's cavalry is great, right? I the mean, speed, sure. Well, I mean, how many how many machine guns can you realistically have? I mean, like in a war zone, in in this game, you don't have enough, right? So, like, cavalry is super good in this because the, some of the simulation here is a lot closer to Napoleonic's than it is to World War Two, simply because of the mechanics of the game. Sure. Yeah. So cavalry will be outsized, have an outsized influence on a game simply because cavalry is really good, and the only thing that's taken cavalry out of the mix for us in in warfare is the invention of automatic weapons and faster firing rates. Right. Well, and, and then I'll, and then that's and how much of it was which on, isn't simulated in bolt action. Right. right. Well, in in reality, is is that it didn't really stop cavalry; it just stopped horse cavalry. Like people were still, correct me if I'm wrong, they just switched to motorized cavalry. Correct, yeah. yeah. Mobility, I mean. Yeah. It's just all about mobility. It's all about mobility. Yeah. Right. And so it's not it's it's not that they're riding horses around on the battlefield. It's the rules that cavalry gets. In the right. Game. So. It's the construction of the game. 
Yep. Well, and if you think about it in a different sense, it's they're they're essentially an infantry unit riding in a truck, but they're not in a truck; they're in horses. It's kind of the right, same should we, thing. Should, right? should we go through the, the cavalry rule well, in particular? They got recce. Sure. They, <laughs> so does it? Uh, yes, transport trucks don't get recce, do they? They so don't. Page no. eighty nine is a cavalry entry. Uh, okay. They are generally treated as units of infantry, except for where noted below. Cavalry can dismount and fight on foot as infantry, at uh, which point uh, none of these rules apply. So <laughs> don't dismount. <laughs> Just, so, oh, unless unless so for, you, you know, there's reasons you dismount, but we'll get there. There are absolutely reasons you right. dismount. So a cavalry unit moves 9 inches Woo. on an advance and can run on 18. Uh, same maneuver rates and restrictions for infantry, so they can make as many turns as they want to. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, except we do not allow cavalry to have not yet dismounted to enter uh, enter our assault buildings. Or, so you have to get out to your horse to, right. to go so, into a building. Okay. So don't don't put your don't put your horse in the jeep. You can't do that. Yep. No transport. And yeah, they can't. Horses can't go in buildings. So Common here's sense. here's the biggest downfall. Uh, they cannot do the down order reaction. So there's no minus, they don't get the minus two because they don't teach the horses to get down into the mud and the muck and the grass and get low. Right. Uh, they, they can, can use however, that down to escape though, right? They can do the escape maneuver. Yep. Um, they can only move at normal speed, meaning the nine inches, not the double speed. So that's a difference yep. from recce vehicles, which I believe we touched on last episode. Yep. Uh, they can only dismount as part of it as an, part of an advance. Once dismounted, they can never re. Mount their horse. That there should have been a better way to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> so um, well, you're never going to get off your horse. So uh, some might. So the only Romanians, reason get on, Romanians will for sure get off their horses because they can't fire from horseback. They can't shoot off horseback. Yeah, uh, cavalry units can carry infantry small arms, but only weapons that can be fired while mounted is a pistol or carbine. In which case it is treated as a pistol. So they only ever have a six inch shooting range yeah. and always have tough fighter. Yep. Uh, well, carbines, are, carbines are sorry, carbines are treated as rifles when they get on foot. Right. But they are shooting at pistol range when they're on horseback. When yep. Yep. So it's they're that's a reason why you may want to get off your horse tails if you don't really think you're going to be in six inch range of a unit. But mounted, you always have tough fighter. And here's yeah. the other thing too: uh, should you happen to be for some reason involved in a close assault and win, you regroup two, you regroup two d six inches instead of d six. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. I can't complain. Are there any other generic rules before we kind of bust out some of the... I, I was going to say, I don't know that we need to go through all of them. You listed well, all of them, but some of them I just wanted, are I just, highlights. Just for myself, I wanted to list the nations I had them and notice the sure. fact that the British... Well, hang on. Before we, before we dig into that, <laughs> so your bog-standard cavalry model as regular with no special equipment costs how much? Is it 13? I don't know. Yeah, Hold I don't on. know either because I don't. I don't Just I'm not rocking. Make it for great radio. I'm gonna go. Come on, easy army, Rick. Let so, me let you have that open. Oh, I have a to regular, walk in. <laughs> a regular with a rifle is ten points. Regular infantryman. Right. Yep. Uh, so a regular cavalry guy. I don't know that um, Romanian has with a, a regular cavalry with a pistol. Uh, Romanians are actually one point less because they can't oh, yeah, shoot yeah, from yeah, horseback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, you so want cavalry. To look, uh, look at the Russians. Yeah. Soviets, Soviets have horseback. Uh, so, just because I have the list in front of me, uh, here's who has cavalry: uh, Belgium, Bulgaria, Chinese, yep. Yep. French, German, Greek, Hungary, Italy, Japan, Partisans, Poland, Romanian, and Soviets. The hell! All are those they armies have cavalry. Have cavalry entries. Um, so their cavalry are ten points a model. <laughs> what? What? Oh God! Oh, You're missing something. They're 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 five. Yeah, they're five men for fifty points for regular. Do you have to pay more? For you have to pay one it? for tough. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you do. Okay. You have to entire. Yes, 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 yes. There we go. Yeah, you, That's there you the go. <laughs> There's another entry in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so the entire squad may be mounted on horses for plus two points and then plus one more point for tough fighter. Right. So you so can't... Yes. So 13 points. points. So, that's, so that's reasonable. The tough fighter is because they get a pistol, right? Or do they get a carbine? No, nope, they, they get carbines so automatically. The carbines, when mounted, count as pistols. Therefore, right. have tough fighter when they're mounted. So right. that extra point is for the carbines. You They come with carbines, actually. So I, I don't, why would I you think, pay an extra point to be tough I think fighter? The, I think the Soviets might not get that rule. They might not get tough fighter without paying for yeah, it. it. And all of them have little slight tweaks and variations. Right. We mentioned that the the Romanians can't shoot from horseback, right? But they also don't suffer uh, the plus the minus one for outflanking. Right. So they have uh, they have the the U.S. Army rule on their cavalry, but they can't shoot from horseback. So that's one of the reasons why you would dismount. I, I don't know. Let's just go through some of the other ones. I don't like the Belgians don't care. Bel- the Bulgarians, they don't care about. The Chinese, do the Chinese have any of the special rules? Or are they just... Chinese have some pretty good yeah, horsey the, fighters. Right, but it also it has a lot more to do with, I think, their army special rules than it does necessarily their particular yeah. flavor of, of yep. cavalry, although their cavalry are still good. Uh, mm-hmm. French French cavalry, I don't I, I don't familiar with enough of them. They're the Germans, just, they're, they're pretty standard. They're just mounted. Right. The so. Germans get SS, so they're fanatics on top of being tough fighter. Right? I think that's... I don't know if they have any other ones other than the, the SS. I think that's just the SS. I'm yeah. not positive, though. Greek, Hungary, Italy, Japan, partisans. Uh, those, so those are all Japan kind of gets same. disgusting in the fact that they're fanatic. Oh, they're still... They're fanatic for free. That's for right. free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of gross. German, the German cavalry you pay for it. It's they're fairly expensive yes. cavalry. Yeah, the SS sure. have to pay that three point yeah. fanatic right. tax. Yeah, so they're like sixteen point. I don't even think you can get regular. I think you have to get vet. So it's like nineteen points a model, something like that. Because you're paying the. I, cavalry I think there's an tax. option for for SS cavalry regular in one in Fortress Budapest. Oh, okay. I think. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go easy army it now. But the, the here's the big one. The Polish Lancer is the is like the the what you, the crowning achievement of cavalry in World the War Creme II. De la Creme. Yes. There we go. Let's call them that. Um, what one what makes point, them special? Yeah, because they're one point they get a lance and they get an extra attack in close combat plus geez, their tough so fighter. So freaking ridiculous. That's that's just an addition gap is what that is. Yeah, uh, that seemingly is undercosted for what it is. Nothing has nothing's that good anymore. Yeah, two I mean, attacks Gurkha's. each with tough fighter is is yeah that's Gurkha level. So that's Gurkha yeah. level cheese. Not really. Russia. I disagree. <laughs> disagree? You disagree? 90, 18 is charge range? 
be, because the cavalry is still paying the points for it and they're expensive. There's yeah. yeah. One point for an extra attack. I'll take that in any model you give me. Well, you're paying four points for an extra attack. Well, you, you're also you're paying for tough the, fighter and, and just you're, I don't know. You're paying points for it. It's not free. Yeah. The extra it's not range. Free. No, it's not. But you're getting a lot for it, right? Because you're getting tough fighter. You're getting an, an additional three inches of movement, uh, and you're getting an additional attack. What you are losing is any ability to fire until you don't get to fire. You lose your gunshots. All right, so lance. lancers don't get guns at all. Right. They don't. Which, unless they dismount, and then they can start shooting again with their rifles, if I remember correctly. And well, they really have cavalry carbines. They can't. No, they, they can't when they have lances. They can't they fire when they have lances. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So then, yeah. So you're you're going to entirely Napoleonic uh, <laughs> close combat unit there, which people are doing. Like that is a thing, and it actually works. It's pretty gross. That's fine. I'll get in a building and laugh at you then. Yes. Right. Yes. So then yes. you get off. Exactly. Your, then you get off your horse, and you're like, "Oh shit! What am I going to do now?" Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing. It happens. It is possible. So do you to do. do you toss away your lances when you dismount? Does it say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't get to use them when you're not mounted, if I remember correctly. Yes, um, that is correct. Like I Dis- don't have you the discard if unit dismounts. Yep. Yeah, so that's so, right in there. Discard if unit dismounts. Yep, and of course you can't re you can't remount your horse during combat. Yeah. Correct. Right. Because who wants to remount while you're fighting a gunfight? It's not a safe practice. It's usually not. Uh, so the Waffen SS squad is veteran, but you have to pay the fanatic upgrade if you want to. You don't have to. But that would be the reason why you may or may, or may not want to take them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should you happen to have some extra points laying around? Oh, geez, like yeah, they're so they're okay. Wait, that so happens in all the lists I make. Is like five, I'm going to spend this extra hundred points with them. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Five <laughs> five models for sixty five points. That's normal price. But then you have to pay for the uh, to be mounted on a two points to be mounted. Yep, yeah. yep, exactly. And then one so, for the carbine then, or tough fighter or whatever it is. No, they get the carbine, but I think I don't know why they don't have the tough fighter keep like upgrade on. I'm looking at easy army, so who the hell knows? I don't fully understand it, but because uh, it's left over from last edition, still. Yeah, there's some, the, there's some yeah, cavalry yeah, autom- sure. cavalry automatically getting tough fighter is a second edition addition to the rule. Good second point, edition. actually. Okay, yes, and because Ball I just, mounted. I looked at I looked at the Soviet entry in the Soviet book, which was pre second edition. And their tough fighter upgrade was a point listed, but they came with the carbines. So I think your Soviet cavalry tough fighters are only 12 points. You can forego the one point tough fighter upgrade because you get it with the carbine. So Probably right. true because that seems like the Germans get that as well now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, though, Dale, if you pay the point for tough fighter, you'll still have it after you dismount. Oh, that's actually yeah. a, a point, yeah, uh, that's, a point that's distinction, a, yeah. actually. Yeah. So. Uh, and then but you're Romanians not going to do that. Never, never get off your horse. Unless you're Romanians. In which case you might want to shoot at something eventually. Well, again, if you're if you're mounted, you're a tough fighter. Or you might want to charge something as Romanians. Yeah, well, and no, no, because Romanians can't well, actually make contact with horses either. That's that's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. you dismount. That's right, why that's you right, would dismount. They, that's right. They can't charge on horseback. They right. can only ride to the fight and then right. get off. Exactly. So they're they, like bicycles. Effectively. Yes. Well, except for bicycles. Well, off-road bicycles. <laughs> yes, there you go. Bicycles are only allowed mountain to bikes, move on the road. Mountain bikes. <laughs> yeah. Mountain early, bikes. Early, early edition mountain bikes. <laughs> like they're all riding huffies to... So, 
the Romanian the cavalry is terrible. It's it, it has its purposes. It's actually kind of not still that bad. I mean, outflanking with them is still valuable. They don't. But and, and of course, and, and also in the FAQ is if you have any unit of horses in your army, you can also put your HQ on horses too, for the it, extra it, three five or points. five points or five, five points. points yeah. yeah, but that's still not. I mean, that's not. Mm-hmm. Romanians don't need that. That's not the reason why I bring them. It's just a it's unit just to generic. move up. Right. It's. I look at it as a way to get a, around the reserve problem or like having an outflanking unit, but it's not great. It's not bad. It's not the perfect, but. Okay. I find the Romanians have some special flavor compared to some of the other ones that are just basically straight from the book are all the same. Yeah. They're not Polish lancers for sure. But for a point for an extra attack is just is oh it's wow what Barker's good yeah it's good you don't well, get to make sh- up for it the rest of the list isn't that great well and they don't get to shoot which does actually is a detriment to some some degree yeah. but yep. you can mitigate that as long as you it is possible to mitigate that for, to some extent right because they are fast it, moving these things all all go into a play style of a particular list and you yep. have to adapt to that play style and play your play what you need play to your strengths. For sure. Right. So, uh, cavalry are a thing. I, I find it interesting. Some of the players in our group use cavalry regularly, mm-hmm. and I actually like it. It's fun. It's a different flavor of the game. It does add some some different things, for sure. What I what I do appreciate for the players in our group is that they actually have models on backup for when they do and happen to dismount, and we'll put the mm-hmm. infantry units back out. For sure. But, I'll, but also keep in mind that how much taller... I mean, if you're, if you're talking about, you know, the true line of sight and stuff in there, is how much taller that inf- infantry model actually is. And where do you count its <laughs> coverability when it's covering the knees of the horse and you go, oh, no, no, you have to count this as an infantry so he really does have cover. It's like, is that really how it's written? It's Yeah, that's how it's, it's written. It's really how it's now. written because you yeah. have to count them as an infantry at this even though the well, base is bigger, the horse is taller. Yep. Horses don't hide behind stuff really great. I mean, would you rather I make all of my infantry models riding tiny little miniature ponies? Like, no, so like laying what, down. What, what do you yeah. mean it, it's counted as infantry? Yeah, when, I'm trying to figure out, like, there's not like a When a you're silhouette. determining cover, are you supposed to pretend that they're standing on the ground? No, it's the, the cover rules still apply as normal, don't they? I've been yes. told by cavalry players that you have to count that as being an infantry model and determine cover. I don't think that's correct. I didn't realize that. That's interesting. I, I mean, it's a tricky thing, right? Because, okay, so like half a deal scouts are all laying on the ground. Like, half yeah, of them don't, can't even see over the fucking hedges. Like, there's there's no mechanic for that in bolt action. Right. It's, it doesn't. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that, I they're, they're standing there. I don't have an issue with that. Um, but a horse, I would think it would be a much, it, it's more difficult to. To, um, uh, if they made a rule that said they don't benefit cover from cover, the horse than sure. it is for a guy standing there. I, Cavalry just, are generally treated as units of infantry, except for noted as below. They have to shoot a certain way, and they well, yeah, can but, dismount. But the rules, the rules for cover on infantry are fifty percent of the of the of unit. The unit of the unit, not the model. Right, but the, a cavalry unit is bigger, so it's still fifty percent of. Of the unit needs to, to have the terrain in between. As as to I what mean, though the base so, or the model? That's the okay, question. Okay, so um, they're not vehicles. So vehicles, it's it's per model, and with the cavalry, it's per unit. So that's exactly yep. the same. So okay, 
that's yeah. that's what I thought too. I've just had it explained to me differently, and I'm, I did, I didn't agree with it at the time. I think I, I think we'd have to dig into that one in a different like we'll we'll dig into that one hmm. between episodes and bring it back because I think it's an interesting distinction, right? Because again. Okay, all your models are basically invisible. Why is that any different? It, you're you're 100 in cover, right? Like it's it's a weird distinction. You're because there's not a, a defined silhouette to models, right? And it's not infinity, and it's right. not infinity. That's say like other right. game systems have some others do, but that's my point. Is you guys are trying to extrapolate to that, and it, like and and it goes both ways, right? It sounds like the cavalry players are doing the same thing. But I also am trying to figure out, like, okay, well, where's the medium there? Because people can do douchey things. Well, you always want to interpret the rules in your favor in the moment. For sure, right. That's that's how gamesmanship is? Right, for Um, sure. That's just natural. I guess I'm missing the hang-up here. I mean, they treat them like infantry. Are they behind a stone wall? Then they get cover. I agree. Is there a hedge between you? They get cover. Okay. I I think I'm in agreement with that, too. I don't think... How tall the model is matters in that respect. I, it, it doesn't. doesn't. It's not okay. a vehicle. It, so. Yeah. so then, it, then we're it all can't in agreement. Because, okay. Right. Yeah. It can't because otherwise all your all your bros you model laying down are like, oh, I get cover from you know. Like I'm literally laying in the middle of nowhere. I have no terrain <laughs> blocking. Right. Sight, you can't see my sniper who's <laughs> right. modeled laying down. Right. right. And then I'll well, be like, well, he can't see me either. Then. Right. Exactly. And, you know. That's kind of. And then it's a douchey yeah. game. It's boring then. But that ends the boring both game. ways. So. Yeah. Okay. I think we were all in agreement. I think we were. Yeah, I think we were all in agreement that that it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how tall the model is. Okay, that's. I was yeah. arguing the other side because I just, think it's difficult it's the type. to do that. It is still the type, which is an, which is an infantry model. Yep. It's bizarre, but uh, okay. So I think that's a great place to take a little break, come back, and we will talk about special characters. Ooh, special characters. Ooh. What does that tell well, everyone? That tells you that you. The, Normally they're not allowed in any tournament play, but there's not a lot of tournaments going on right now, so let's try them out. Let's, yeah, let's. Uh, I think it's a cool little deep dive into some different things that we don't often talk about. It is a departure from tournaments for sure, uh, and it's something that we kind of overlook when we look through some of these books. We start looking right. for new units, and we don't pick out all of these characters, you know, people that actually were you know notable in World War II and what they did and how how they play a role in bolt action. And let's check how their rules balance out to their points, too. <laughs> Maybe don't check that, because that's not going to work, but we'll try. We'll, we'll find out why people <laughs> I said, never look at it. Attention. Didn't agree with it. I said, look at it. <laughs> Some are going to be like, oh, all the, ac- all the allied players get these really cheap-ass guys, and all these Axis ones are, what the fuck, they're so expensive. <laughs> why is he 50 points in that special rule? Ken ties shoes. What the hell? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. What's the what's the music again, Pat? You picked it out. What I did. Uh, Nat King Cole, straighten up, fly right. Sounds great. That that we will one of those we will do that one of these days, right? It's exactly. uh, no. It's actually about a monkey riding a vulture. That song. Wow. All right. Well, there's that. So when you listen to this song, picture a monkey riding a vulture. Good luck. This is amazing. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> A 
took a monkey for a ride in the air. The monkey thought that everything was on the square. The buzzer tried to throw the monkey off his back, but the monkey grabbed his neck and said, Now listen, Jack, straighten up and fly right. Straighten up and fly right. Straighten up and fly right. Cool down, Papa, don't you blow your top. Ain't no use in diving. What's the use of jiving? Straighten up and fly right. Cool down, Papa, don't you blow your top. The buzzer told the monkey you were choking me. Release your hold and I will set you free. The monkey looked the buzzer right dead in the eye and said, Your story's so touching, but it sounds just like a lie. Straighten up and fly right. Straighten up and stay right. Straighten up and fly right. Cool down, Papa, don't you blow your top. That's the only way I'm going to remember this song is is if I remember it's a monkey and a vulture. All right, welcome back to the second half of the longest episode ever. Thanks. It's good to be here. Yeah. Right. It feels like it feels refreshed and rejuvenated, like it might have been another day. Hopefully you liked Straighten Up and Fly Right, Pat. Is that correct? Yep. That came cool. Yeah. Hopefully you liked it. I did. Hopefully you feel a little little jazzed, a little energized, so we're going to put you right back to sleep. We'll lull you into a nice sense of, (laughs) nice state of a coma. sense of security. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right. So if you're listening to this while you're driving, pull over now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah, at least get in the passenger seat. And just let... Crank the AC up. Or roll down a window, or turn something else on. That might be better. Turn the cruise Suited. control, and that drives the car for you, right? Be sure well, not to, only only yes. if you have a Tesla with autopilot. Be sure you're not operating heavy equipment while you're listening. <laughs> Are we going to get that warning some someday? <laughs> <laughs> Surgeon General is going to warn everyone that we may cause drowsiness and that you should not operate heavy machinery. Okay, anyway. Um, so we're special, but so are these characters we're going to talk about now. So there's your segue of trash there. That was decent. Good yeah. enough. Good six bad. out of five. Six out of five would say it again, I guess. But so we're going to talk about some special characters because it's a unique time in our world where we don't have a tournament to look forward to for a while, and you can't play them there. So right, play them here, right. So we're gonna we're gonna dig in and look around at some of these guys because 
we I know I know for certain that when I look through these books for whatever purposes and we're trying to find all the new busted units that we're going to put in our lists and whatnot that I just kind of look overlook most of these or you don't even know they're there because they're like in little weird gray boxes on the side somewhere yeah they're the green boxers usually yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they're like usually you feel like they're like just uh, history lessons inside these books sometimes but they're not they're actually sometimes special characters right so and up front I'm gonna just say there's no chance I'm gonna pronounce most of these correct no I may you're not get... gonna you're not gonna get Jose Mendoza Lopez right damn that it one's... those gonna be the one I was gonna get <laughs> I'll probably get Four. Let's set the over under at at four. You guys, Joachim. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We're not gonna try, but we're gonna get through it. So let's. We're gonna start with the Battle of the Bulge book. And these literally, I I just grabbed like whatever was on the top of the stack nearest to me and just thumbed through it and wrote them down and sent them to you guys and said, "Hey, Mm. let's talk about these." So they mean nothing. Don't Uh, read into them. It just happens to be the order that they were sitting on my desk when I was typing this up. Okay. But Battle right. of the Bulge is a good place to start. Yeah. There's several well, special characters in that book. So we, mm-hmm. we always take the chaplain out of that one, so that one ends up being referenced an awful lot. Yep. So. It, that, which is not a special character. It's just a new, no. unique HQ right. choice. Unique, but. unique that we bring into Operation Snafu. Right. All right. Uh, so. Let's go. Let's roll. So Jose Mendoza Lopez, Sergeant. Uh Warrior Bronze it? Star, so he sounds yeah, like he's, he's a, definitely American. So he's an so, allied guy. Okay, yeah, so okay. absolutely, absolutely, he was depicted in the Pacific. He is the man on his. So, if you're familiar with it, I'm sure they actually used Jose Lopez as his name. Uh, no, no, he's not the one that because it's on his own initiative. He carried a heavy machine gun from Company K to the right flank to the left in order to protect the flank from the danger of being overrun advancing oh, infantry. Oh, yeah, okay, that yeah, I like that because that would explain what his mechanics are here. Right. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yep, wrong guy. So, so 100 points for, and he's a veteran. Okay. Uh, he's he's three men. Whoa. Why okay. is he three men? Because he's a medium machine gun. Okay. He's so, a he's a MMG? He is. A medium machine gun, yes. Okay. So he's a team weapon. Uh, he's got the special rule. So what is a, what's a veteran medium machine gun cost? 65? 65. So you're you're kicking in a few extra points for this, but you get fire from the hip. So Lopez may fire the team's weapon on an advance order, but if so, it is treated as an LMG. Mm. Uh, Lopez himself is a tough fighter and may roll two dice during an assault. The remainder remainder of his team only have one die per man. Uh, Suicidal bravery. Lopez and his team ignore all pin markers. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. Nice. Okay. That's what a, that's what a machine gun should. That's what a medium machine gun should be. What the heck? Yeah. Right. So. I, so hundred points. So he's what thirty five points more than a veteran. Not that you'd ever take a medium machine gun. Not that you'd ever take one a veteran. The moving and shooting thing is kind of cool. Ignoring pins is ridiculous. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Hundred points. So if you have all three guys, so you, and you happen to, for whatever reason, are assaulting, which you can do with a team weapon. Yep. Uh, you're getting to roll four dice with tough fighter. Yeah. That's not terrible. So. That's pretty good. Where yeah. is? Would you'd rather just take ten regular guys? I think. Four hundred points. Absolutely, all day. 
Yeah, any day of the week. Yeah. I th- I think I might be wrong. I don't think this is actually the person I think it is. Because uh, so he fell back to Krinkelt, which is in Belgium. So well, it's in Battle of the Bold. So yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Like yeah. You admit the wrong. I'm thinking the wrong. There's there's a depiction of this in the Pacific, if I remember right. But maybe uh, that's a, that's a different guy though. It is that's a different Marine. guy. That's yeah. a totally different guy. But very similar, very similar story, which I think is interesting. Or maybe yeah. they just used his story and lifted it and put it in the Pacific because they. Like no, that guy from the Pacific's a real fella too. Oh, is he a real fella? Okay. Yep. All right. Well, that okay. wait, 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 wait. Jose Lopez isn't a unique name. No, no, no. There's a different. No, this. So his this story is very similar to another one until you get to where he was. Sure. And he was fighting Germans, not the Japanese. So it was okay. a very, again, a very similar story because they're talking about Lope, uh, someone like Lopez in the Pacific that was learning or. Started using the machine gun in an odd yeah, way. You're, you're looking for John Barcelona. Barcelona. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Yep. All right. All right. So he's not in here. So we're gonna keep moving. No, wrong. So wrong moving. side of the world. Okay. Anyone take a stab at pronouncing this particular name? Well, I know hang he's on, German. Hang on. So, um, I mean, on the whole, you know, not great. But I do like that bravery rule. I think that's kind of cool. Ignoring all pins. So. Suicidal bravery. Suicidal okay. bravery. Hmm. Put a That's pin a in that one. for our it was some thoughts that we've had lately. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering, like, if you if you could cost that as a unit upgrade, what would you put that at as far as like um, extra points per man? Oh man, That's I mean, it's way expensive for what it is right now. I guess because uh, you're buying a couple rules for 35 points. You're getting a move and fire rule, and you get to ignore all pins. <sighs> That's two different rules. So one's ten, mm-hmm. one's or one's fifteen, and one's twenty. It seems so. Maybe you pay fifteen. Something to think about. Well, no, I, I think it's. I think that ignore all pins is roughly about three points per man. It's basically fanatic. Yeah, but it's, it's the shooting. Well, you get the shooting yeah, too, it's shooting yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's three point. I think it's roughly three points of a model. It's got to be more than three points. Because like, I don't know, three points might be right. No, I think three points might do it. Actually. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's strong. I love it. I'd love to see units with it, for sure. But I do like that they're saving some of the stuff for characters, right? Like, sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. A whole army of this stuff would be. Redonkulous, but right. having at least you know, like one MMG. Oh, watch out! Okay, yeah, don't give them ideas. That'll be the next British special rule. <laughs> yes, we're thanks. overdue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, you are overdue. For my my Brits are way overdue. Yeah, yes. you'll get all of the rules you have now plus some more. Don't worry, you get some new selections to choose so- from. Sounds good to me. We're not bitter. All right, so the next guy I know for sure is German. Yes, uh, I want to take a stab at his name. Joachim Piper. That sounds pretty close to Joachim. Yeah, Joaquin. Yeah. Joaquin. What was that? Was the yeah. first part the SS Strum? Strum. Uh, that's the. That's the. That's Strum. Strum van. That's his rank. That's a rank. That's, a rank. Yeah. that's his yeah. rank. Yeah. yeah. Strum van Fuhrer. Strum van Fuhrer. So yep. S. SS Major Jakob Piper. Jakob Piper. That sounds about right. I think. I think you can go. Jochen was a like a, a, a nickname for him. Jochen, okay. Instead of I'm, I'm good Wach. at that. Because I because I'll butcher the German too. But so apparently sure. he's also known as Jochen Piper. So he's got an N at the ends in some cases too. Wow. Yeah. Spelling's right. a thing. 
Uh, no, apparently he's got two names. I don't. I, so maybe it's how it's spelled and where it's spelled. I guess. Right. Well, whatever you call him, he's a he's a veteran veteran major mm-hmm. for 180 points. Okay. Jeez. Uh, oh, that's cost of a regular major veteran is what one the 165. We just looked that up a minute ago. Yeah. So he can have up to two men with him. You have to pay for them. That uh, 16 points per man. Oh. Ouch. Uh, so they're veterans. They're veterans, and uh, so he has variable respect. Uh, Piper was high; was hugely respected and admired not only by uh, many of his peers and subordinates within the Waffen-SS, but also within the ranks of the Nazi Party. However, his rapid promotion, blunt, aggressive approach, and allegations of brutality also caused resentment among many of his other comrades. Uh, he's a major and his morale bonus counts uh, to any SS unit as plus five. Ouch. Mm-hmm. While any non-SS axis units, the morale bonus is only plus two. Yeah, sounds about right. In addition to, he is fanatic along with any of his men. Piper oh, so that's why there's 16 points. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that's okay. the 16. So this is one of the few guys I don't think I'd take. <laughs> well, if you're doing an SS, if yeah. An, if you're doing SS, a Battle of the Bulge theme, sure. Even then, I'd be hard pressed to take him. I mean, he literally was in charge of the SS. Wouldn't you rather just give all of your guys fanatic than spend 180 points on a, <laughs> a major? I, I, yeah. Unless you're really dead set on wanting to be flavorful but this dude is like this guy is literally responsible for I mean you can you can give happens, 50 so. guys 60 guys fanatic for the cost of the major yeah but plus five is pretty incredible except can you yeah but well, I'd rather have fanatic you can have why not both you can have both it's why a possibility yeah. well <laughs> remember well, that, now, you, remember now you can run SS that at, at regular with fanatic you don't have to make them right fanatic right Exactly. That's that was what I was about to say. Is I think they just got a regular fanatic unit so, that you can take. But but wait, we're not done yet. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. More. There's so more. he's he's also got a panther that is a part of his entry, additional entry. <laughs> Four hundred and forty points of veteran. <laughs> it, it's a panther. What, what's, okay. what's the cost of a veteran panther? Oh, not that they would ever take so one. Is this a three hundred and change? So yeah. is this an upgrade to the unit entry? This is an additional uh, unit, um, okay. and based on what I'm looking at here, it's gonna it's part of a tank wars. Oh, so okay. it's got uh, it's a Panther, so it's got a, a turret mounted super heavy anti tank coaxial MMG forward facing hull mounted MMG. It's a medium tank. Uh, his special rules: he has heavy frontal armor, so he's a plus ten to the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, variable respect: if using an armored platoon commander. Rules in tank platoon, the morale bonus to any SS vehicle is plus three, and non-SS is no morale. He also taxed in the two tank wars skill of push through and follow me. So, okay. uh, tank wars, just, they don't touch on a lot of them, but so push through is, so mind you, skills are playable only once per game for each skill. Uh, when this vehicle is given a uh, given a down order for any reason, that die is turned from the down to an advance, and the vehicle is given an advance order instead, even if already acted even if already acted that turn. The vehicle is pinned, takes order test again as normal. Dear Lord, push through. That's, That's nice. an amazing rule. 
so a, a Panther A or a Panther G, which one would you know which one it is? It's Does Piper's it Panther. It's his oh. Panther. Oh, okay. Well, it's their, a normal veteran Panther is 425 points, 200, 426 points. Okay. So, uh, does normal costed. Panther have have a uh, reinforced front armor? Or is yes. Okay. That's yeah. What I so the special thing is that he's got the variable respect, which is kind of a handoff thing, and then the two special rules, and just to f- go through with that, the follow me, which only works in SS vehicles, by the way. Um, you play this before giving this vehicle a run or advance order. Choose another friendly vehicle within 12 inches and line of sight of this vehicle. If it has a down order, put that dice back in the cup. <laughs> wow, okay. Those are cool abilities. It's intriguing. Yep. It's a lot of points, though. Uh, you know, maybe some point we should cover tank wars. Yeah, just throwing it out there. I think we, I think we've held off because we thought they were going to release a new version of it, and then they have never done that. So. Anyway, nope, yeah. we didn't. Well, yeah, no, we're not <laughs> going to do that. We've been saying that for like two years now. I know. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is like since we started, we're like we're not going to do tank wars because they're going to they're, they're just going to change it. Yeah, they'll do it right after we say anything. And that maybe mm-hmm. is a reason to do it in itself, is just right. bring they're it up waiting, and then They're waiting it. for us to talk about it, so they'll change right. it. Right, right. I'm sure that's it. Because we're that influential. No. Uh, not even to ourselves. No. But, uh, so anyway, I mean, he's great if you want to spend, like, what's if, that, 580 points? Well, Rick, if you're doing your order dice game and you're not paying attention to points... <laughs> right, you get twelve dice no matter what. Then sure, for all <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. then everyone will bring him because that's some amazing abilities in there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, this this guy's a one hundred percent flavor take. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, and it's gonna have to be a flavor take where you can ignore things he did in real life. Right, yep. that's the problem I have. And this is one of the harder ones to do that with. Yeah, yeah you, like, you have to really go with the, the this little plastic model I have didn't do that. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing for fun. I'll be the bad guy. I'll even, yeah, I'll yeah make I mean, some poor decisions. Go ahead, kill him while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're running him out front to get shot all the time, sure, by all means. But yeah, when you read stuff on Wikipedia that says, Piper achieved cult status among those who romanticized the Waffen SS, you're like... I'm good. <laughs> like I'm just gonna push away from this one and walk away. Like personally, yeah, you know. But I'll just bring a normal captain and just spend 140 it, points. Maybe that's part of the tough part with these special characters is that. Well, some of them are heroic, and I, you know, and I'm sure there's a German guy that I could probably get behind here, but maybe not the guy in charge of. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that basically set all up right, all let's, the camps. Let's, so let's, let's move along. Move on from there. Well. I mean, oh, he didn't do not. that. I don't think he was responsible specifically for that part, but he did kill a bunch of POWs, so, you know. Well, he's just, I'm going to say, he's wit- uh, oh, he's, I'm sorry, he was witness to the SS policies of ethnic cleansing and genocide. He was not necessarily the person that perpetrated or set him up, you're right. Like, yeah. But I'm not in any way defending this guy's actions. <laughs> yeah, no, right, no. I'm, this, I'm not this, is one of those, just... this is one of those dudes you're glad he was on the losing side. Right, yeah, and hopefully got his upcomings from it. I have no not idea. Really. If, no, not really, but no, that's unfortunate. That's a... Anyway, moving along. Next. Uh, another American. McNeese. Uh, Sar- Sergeant James Jake McNeese. So he's a sergeant. Uh, okay. And he is a he's a 30-point upgrade to a unit, and he replaces the NCO. So, okay. uh He's a tough fighter. So he often hand-picked his squads from the toughest veterans, so all Pathfinders in his squad. So you have to, you know, obviously he's right. Uh, in the book, he's above the Pathfinder squad selector. 
So he's an upgrade to that. So all the Pathfinders become tough fighters when he's put in the unit. Uh, he's also an airborne legend. Whilst many officers and NCOs did not think much of him, his influence on his own men was unquestionable. Any squad led by him receives a plus one to its morale value. So okay. Pathfinder squad, just to refresh you guys, uh, they are veteran infantry, 90 points for an NCO and five men. You can take up to six more. Uh, the NCO and five guys can have some machine guns for plus three. They are stubborn. They have the LZ signals, which allow you to reroll Pathfinders coming in from reinforcements or from reserves. <sighs> I'm so, so disappointed you, in some of this, but thank you. So another that. 30 points, you can give the whole squad tough fighter and bring their morale up to 11. <laughs> Stub- <laughs> stubborn veterans up to 11. I, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're probably not going anywhere. No, for sure not going anywhere, other than the fact that you can get what max at 11. So what it was? Five guys plus you get six more. You get to twelve. All right, that's better. Okay, because apparently this this is the man. I'm I'm sure we're repeating. We're probably talking to the choir here. This is the man that uh, his exploits inspired the novel and movie The Dirty Dozen. So, which if you only could get eleven guys, would really suck. <laughs> that would actually be really damn funny. <laughs> although although it's funny because apparently he was a member of the Filthy Thirteen, which is apparently the the demolition unit that he was part of. But then they made a movie called The Dirty Dozen. So I have no idea why that's the case. But Alliteration. Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dirty Dozen sounds better. All right, so, so we're... Well, sorry, so, well, it's... Um, so he gives them Tough Fighter. Yep. So you're not going to buy this, the SMGs. Nope. Which no. is too bad because SMGs Although, are pretty good. Now think about it. He basically pays for his own, though, too. If you, So you got rifles, rif, rifle Tough Fighters... So you lose three points a model, and you basically just bought another dude. You bought him, right? Right, but... I, I know what you're going to say about SMGs and how many shots you get. Well, I'm just thinking, so it's not it's not, it's not, not an easy choice to make. Um, but it's what a, do you think would be a, a points cost where it's like, oh, you know what, I'd, I'd take that. I'd take him. Tough Fighter is normally one point a mm-hmm. model. So... What it, what else did it get him? It's tough fighter and plus, plus one morale. plus oh, one morale. The morale is up Dude, to eleven. Yeah, the morale at eleven is pretty bonkers. That's I don't. That's just on a stubborn You're unit have to already. Kill the man. Yeah. yeah. Or pin him out, which is still. But, a lot but keep of in mind that this this is for an LZ squad, and so the role of an LZ squad is to make sure the other paratroopers are coming in on the reinforcement rolls, what they are. So this isn't you know that's one of their primary functions. I am a little disappointed if he was part of it, an elite demolition unit and they didn't make him in an engineering squad. Some, <laughs> give him something more. I don't know. But Some explosives, perhaps? It's a perhaps, yeah. role. Right. The, making, him the, uh, making him the LZ, yeah, it just seems a little odd. But okay. I don't know. You're going to like the know. next one. I'd pay a couple points, three, four points for that. <laughs> I don't know. If you want to ask me yeah. that question. Maybe Three, ten points would he be ten total? Yeah. At thirty points, you'd like that you'd like him to do something more. Oh, yeah. uh, for so. sure. I I do think that yeah. uh, the leadership eleven or the morale eleven is pretty good, but maybe not thirty points good. It is a tough pick still. Yeah. All right. All right. So moving right along well, to yeah. a name, a name I'm sure almost everyone will recognize. Yeah, for sure. First Lieutenant Ronald Spe- Spears. I almost I said, said Spears. Spears. Uh, 
So he is a veteran captain for 175 points. Okay. Normal captain veteran is what? Say that again? One, I don't know. Veteran captain is what, like 130, 125? Sounds right. I think 125. Uh, he's equipped with a submachine gun. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can also give him two extra guys, and they're equipped however they're painted. The 13 points for the up to two extra guys. His so if my guy's equipped with a Panzer Faust, or uh... Uh, when actually there, there was actually in the FAQ they talked about what these my guy um, has the officers are. It's between the normal small. Yes, ones. it is. So natural leader Spears is treated as a captain, even though his actual rank is that of lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a man with a reputation. Stories of Spears' courage, killer instincts, and brutality are ripped within the U.S. Airborne. Spears inspires confidence in many, even fear in some. Oh, sorry. He may remove one pin marker per turn from any single friendly infantry unit within 12 inches when he activates each turn. That's pretty awesome. Oh, wait. <laughs> Unkillable. Oh, God. Spills. Spears has survived many encounters, including a grenade explosion which only blasted apart his boot, and his legendary runs through the void. Whether this is skill, tenacity, or, or just pure luck, uh, if he is killed, roll a d6 on a 4+, plus. he remains unscathed. Yeah. That's awesome. 50 points to pick up those special rolls. Oh, God, that's pricey again. No, that's totally worth it. It is. It's just. Oh yeah, no, it is. Unkillable? Come yeah, on. That is pretty good. That's that's freaking awesome. He's not really unkillable though. As the special rules called, come on. Semi. Four plus, man. Can you imagine just how annoyed your your opponent would be if he thinks you killed him off, and then you flip that flip that <laughs> snafu star, and you go, oh, I guess he'll stay. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, what? What's the condition again on whether you get to roll? If he's killed, if he's if he's taken as a a, a wound um, or a casualty, you roll a d6 and a four plus. He just stays there, just perfectly fine. Just so if he it. so if he loses an assault, <laughs> does he not lose the assault? On or a four plus, he, he stays there. Does he on get a four back plus, up? He stays there. Hmm. You would if you if you've done that, you've done something wrong. Well, for starters. Just saying. Well, yeah, that's kind of it, my... It, it simply says, if he is killed, roll a d6 and a 4-plus, he remains there. Okay. Okay. See, that's, to me, that's that's the only way that you really make it worthwhile. Otherwise, you're not going to put him in harm's way at all. So, I mean... it's well, No, I mean, it's not about putting him in harm's way. It's it's being able to utilize his ability without having him die. It's the pin. I think right. it's, the, it's the pin removal. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, it's it's in combination with its morale bonus and his yeah. ability to do that. All that stuff is there. Like, I think he sounds great. He is one of the few that seems like a, a good solid choice. Yeah, and I don't think it's a bad choice. Yeah. Does he does he have his own model? Does he have a Stosis yes, hero? Yes, because it's uh, he does actually. Uh, band of brothers. He's a band of brothers fella. Yep. Yeah, um, that's why he's depicted with an SMG because he, he com- it says he comes in an SMG. He's the only one that says not as modeled. So. Got it. He must have an SMG. Okay. Yep. So yeah. that's that's all of them that I, I found in Battle of the Bulge. Okay. He's an interesting character when you read up on him. Like he's, well, he's yeah, kind of is a badass from the for HBO sure. series too. Yep. He is freaking awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so Fortress Budapest was next on my stack. There's not a whole lot of people in here. There's a couple of them. Uh, Legends of Hungary, Ensign Yanos Ahsoka. Does that sound remotely close? No, uh, but no. But uh, so we moved. Anyway. We moved. We moved books, though. Yes, we did. I, that's a word. Fortress Budapest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was still reading. I was infatuated. You're still back on Spears. Yeah, I was <laughs> totally just infatuated with like, it. Like 175 foot captain that camp is unkillable. Sounds yeah, like fun to me. No, I was mostly just reading up on him. I like. I appreciate some of these, you know, heroes of World War Two. Not that by any stretch that there aren't other ones. Well, I'm screwed on this guy because this guy doesn't show up when I try and Wikipedia him. Bosoki? Nope, not even close. Yeah, keep going. Anyway, so he's a uh, he's an he's an M43 Zarini two assault howitzer. Oh yes, <laughs> sweet. Or I guess commands one. I guess is probably the better way. He's not actually. He's not actually. <laughs> no, he, is. Too. He, is. he actually is that. And he, they just call it Janos. Janos, shoot. <laughs> Janos, shoot the gun at the enemy now. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, three hundred points for veteran. Uh, Zarini two at veterans. He says Zarini two is with the heat ammo at regular. I believe is one eighty five. Veteran probably puts them in the two forty two fifty range. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, look that one up. I'm just going off a memory from the Hungarian army I played. Once, one time. I know, once, one time at uh, some silly tournament in Omaha. Hope to go back there someday. Uh, so medium tank, 9 plus armor. Uh, his special rules are ambush tactics. Any Zerini 2 in the same force as Ensign 4 mentioned may set up all the units... At after all units have been deployed, but before the game begins. This must be within the Hungarian deployment zone for that scenario. Any Zerini 2 set up in an appropriate terrain will benefit from hidden, and also may begin the game in ambush. Wow. So definitely armored platoon. Otherwise you're wasting. Uh, gold medal for bravery. Uh, he is stubborn. I don't know how you make a tank stubborn, but okay. Sure. Why not? And he, and he gets the automatic command vehicle, so that's a built-in 25-point upgrade. Again, okay. a, tank war, a tank war feature. Sure. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes up the difference. How many points more did you say he was? Like 50-ish. Okay. In that ballpark. Sounds pretty good. I think I think it's Sounds 240 decent. for the veterans. Are going to do 240 to 245, so you're talking 50-ish. Okay. 25 of it goes to the command vehicle. Yeah, uh, you're gonna make. He's gonna be stubborn, which I don't know how. I don't think we've ever seen that on a an armored fighting vehicle before. What does so it? I don't know how you price it, that what one. does it even do? Stubborn. It just means you're testing a base morale. So, I guess if you take the on fire option, that's a morale test. Sure. Yeah, because none of the other ones are morale on checks. Right. Okay. All right. I think that's I the only scenario. Does that sound right? Uh, the mm-hmm. ambush tactics for all the others are in two. So again, in Fortress Bud- Budapest, there is an armor platoon selector that is basically a Zerini two platoon selector. So you take this guy with that. Well, yeah, for sure. Oh man, you don't get that many of them though. Although they don't all have to be veteran to get that. I guess they could be regular. Right. One eighty five not... with the heat ammo upgrade, and the heat basically gives them 
it's either so it's medium it's medium housers so three inch HE or the heat ammo gives them a plus five AT round option. Jeez. Yeah, you could take several of them. So it's not turreted; it's just a just a self propelled artillery. So, but mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I took mine to Bug Eater. I had some fun with it. And but two games kinda, that I won. I was gonna say it's beautiful that you can put him in ambush. Yeah. Hidden in ambush. Not just yeah, not just him, but oh. all of them. Yeah, all right. Of them. All I think he's he's a valuable upgrade. And you get to deploy them after your opponent is deployed, so that's kinda cool. I'm so, a fan. Yeah, I'd take that one. If I was playing a weird team platoon it sounds like a decent buy though for what it is. You said a medium howitzer? Medium howitzer, yes. Okay. And the Zarini 2 entry allows you to upgrade to for 10 points to get the heat ammo to high-explosive uh, armored anti-tank. Anti-tank, okay. yeah. Basically, it's a plus-5 anti-tank round. Okay. He specifically doesn't have that in his entry, so he may not get that, but other Zarini 2s do have that in their entry in this Fortress Budapest book. If you go into Hungary and uh, the Axis and the the other fellows, or no, Italy and the Axis, that one is an entirely different entry altogether, which is very weird. Okay. Uh, another another guy from Hungary, Major... I don't even want to try. Look. Well, that's a weird name. Edmer <laughs> Tassini? Tassinoni? Tassinoni, yeah, that sounds Tassani. right. Tassani? Edomer Ad- doesn't sound that hard. Yeah. Oh man, we're Tassani? just destroying. Yeah, sorry, hungry listeners. Yeah. We apologize. We're Americans. roughly forty minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, he is a veteran. Two hundred seventy-five points. He better be a major. Yes. Yeah, he is. <laughs> How many points? Two seventy-five. Jeez. Uh, and you can. It'll make this sense. One actually, this one says so. It's a team. He's a team with a major and two men. Okay. Um, I don't know why that's the first time I've seen them group it together like this because they don't have a cost listed for two separate men as though he were adding to the unit so you simply 275 obviously you get the two men with him I would hope you get them uh, pistol, rifle, submachine gun as depicted he has a special rule of lead from the front all Hungarian parachute assault sections within 12 inches of major aforementioned name uh, given an, an order test to make an assault will automatically be treated as having passed the test with one pin lost as normal. Awesome. Okay. Uh, add into that. Zero in on my position. This one's scary. Once per game, he may call down an artillery strike in exactly the same way as a forward artillery observer. However, the aiming point must be placed within 12 inches of the major himself, and it cannot be a smoke bombardment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That has to be something that he actually did. I, I can't imagine him not having done that now. I, yeah. I, it's hard finding a lot. Of, uh, the Hungarian guys are hard to find history on. Yeah. But, well, they, they lost. Well, yeah, but you Well, think, then they won. Yeah, I mean. Then they won. Kind of, and then kind of lost. And then lost again. Uh, so he's he's got a Reddit thread that says, Heroes and Badasses from other, from other Nations in a history section. Apparently he's got something going on. So he's a badass, apparently. Uh, yeah. He's like, um, 
He's like Nicolas Cage in The Rock when they're bringing in the bombs and he's <laughs> holding up the flare. Of course, the flare was to call off the bombardment. But. Oh, interesting. So, <laughs> so, so I'm I'm doing research on the fly here. Yes, that's actually exactly what happened in the uh, siege of Budapest. He received two iron crosses from the Germans. Uh, so in the battle, he called an artillery barrage on his own post. Later, he said that the, his justification was in this way, he only lost seven soldiers, while in close combat, there would have been multiple more casualties as a result. <laughs> so he, he weighed his options and decided to call an artillery strike on himself to prevent further losses than he had, which is insane. It's still insane, but it's a very crazy thought. Well, I mean, if you know it's coming and the other guys don't, and you're and you're buried already. Yeah, if you get yourself in your full in your you know wherever cover you can take, and they're not seeing it coming for sure. But that just seems still crazy. Well, yeah, it's super crazy. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, thank God you got the somebody that wasn't an experienced guy in the back shooting the damn thing and, and you know dialed it in right. So interesting. Yeah. That's some friggin' danger close there. That's awesome. <laughs> it is. It's a that's a ballsy move. All right. He's, uh, so how uh, how many points is that though? You're basically he's a major. You said he was a major. Yep. Yep. So he's a major, and he's a, basically an artillery observer. Yep. And he'll let all of your parachute assault sections assault without have, automatically. And it doesn't okay. say the closest one, so it's even better. Right. It's not a bonsai. It's not a bonsai. It just allows normal assault. Okay. Yeah, so if you're playing a themed parachute assault section platoon this dude's like this is guys like the man he's pretty badass not gonna lie he's just seems he's yeah, not worth his points cost but i think he is uh yeah no he, he probably i mean okay because he could because he could snap to action artillery barrage but then you can't assault because you really don't want to get all your guys in no there. but the four <laughs> other units with him could right well, right, right. I'm just saying you don't want. Well, he can't move if he's snapping, right? He can still fire, but he wouldn't be able to advance and fire to, to drop an artillery strike. Right. He has to issue a fire order to fire the artillery strike. Right. But you could do it so, the previous turn. So turn two, you could assault with as many guys as you wanted to if you had four squads or whatever. So his assaulting—that's not. There's no. Um, does he have to be in line of sight, or is there a range for that, or it's just they all do it automatically? Anybody he orders to make an assault will automatically be treated as having passed the test with one pin lost. So he's a major, so he's going to snap to action okay, so, within 12 inches. So it's a snap to action, okay. Yeah. Yep. So probably three squads. It was probably... Well, four. He's a major. Right, right. If, if you, well, I guess you could potentially get four squads in that zone. Mm -hmm. You should be able to do that. Within 12 inches of a guy? Yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah. Now you really have four things you want to assault. I'll leave you just assault the same thing, I guess. So, but he also has to call in his artillery barrage within 12 inches of where he's at, right? He does. Yeah. yeah. Scary. Uh, it's an interesting... It'd be an interesting list, I'm sure. I think he's he's way it's just, expensive it's, for what he does. It's, um, I, I, think there's really? a, I think there's a theater selector that fits him pretty well. Wow, there, I think this guy's great, but okay. It seems counterintuitive to me a little bit, but... Well, you're, you're kind of getting an artillery strike. You a are little, a little bit. Um, I mean, there's it's definitely a particular play style. It's interesting. I don't. I don't think it's worth his points, but interesting. I I love this guy. This is a you know grab your enemy by the throat and punch. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. This is a this is a real in your face play style. I love it. Right. I really hope that thing doesn't deviate on him. Right. right. Well, no, That's what's interesting is because it's like have it deviate the other way <laughs> when you're right. when you're punching him in the face. Your man, your men are also running in between you and your hand in the guy's face. It's like <laughs> it's kind yeah. of. Yeah, There's right. a lot happening. So I mean, that's. I mean, it seems fitting for the story for sure. Like what happened right. is reality. Is that that's well, what was happening? And you're also assuming yep. he calls it in the direction he's charging. I mean, he can call it 12 inches to his right and have a unit 12 inches to his left do the assault. So you know, right? He could have them running away from the artillery. Right. For you're, sure. You're thinking forward. And there's a lot of lateral involvement here. Static line. Yeah, it's not right. so static yeah. line necessarily. So well, the artillery right. strike you call in creates a, an area that the enemy wants to all of a sudden vacate very quickly. Yeah. Right. And then you can use this to skirt up those that have vacated. Wow. Right. So this this is awesome in a say uh, a sector scenario, right? Where you're on corners? Yes. They're you know? they're hundred percent. Yep. So Yeah. Interesting. It's it's you're right though, it's a very specific play style to make this guy work. <laughs> right. I, and I think Jeff I just, could probably pull it off. Yeah. I, love I it. mean I'm just thinking within an optimal within an optimal setup, when everything goes off, then maybe it kind of works. It's just it's so hard to get that from an optimal perspective. I just yeah, it's interesting. It's different, which could, actually means it could be a, a lot of fun. I just yeah, I'm just thinking about efficiency, and I don't find that to be very efficient. But interesting. So that's the only two in Budapest. Budapest. There you go. Um, but entertaining too, nonetheless. Uh, Market Gardens got a few people. Uh, the first one is a, if we want to move on to that, Germany Selector. This is, again, another armored platoon. So this is, uh, wow, that is a lot of letters for a name. That must be a title or a vehicle. Uh, anyone want to take a stab at that, you're more than welcome. Sorry, which I, which one are we on? Yep, Market Garden. Oh, I didn't put the name on there. Dang oh, it. yeah, you got to butcher it now. That's you, man. That's oh. all you butchering then. Ooh, or, this is or, terrible. Or send it through our messenger. We'll try. I Let's, don't know if I have the time to type that out. Can't copy. Oh, Strumfuer. Yep. Grab Grabiner. Grabiner. Yeah, he's grabbing grab, a Grabiner. Grabiner. <laughs> that sounds better. Anyway. Uh, he is a captured. Is it, um, is it is it actually a B or is it kind of a weird shape? It's an actual B. Okay. But it's got a couple of the little dots above the A. It's got okay. a pair of dots no above worries. the A. Yeah, no worries. Let's go. <laughs> okay. There's some German players crying right now. We're yes, so there sorry. is. Hapstrumfier Grabnir. This is as close as I'm going to get. What was his first name? Uh, Hapstrumfier. That's, that's, that's a title, a rank, that's, yeah. That's Captain, I believe. So it's Max, Maximilian? Uh, Grabnir is his last name. <laughs> Thank, thanks for making me keep saying it over and over again. I'm sure I've pronounced it at least three different times. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, at well, any rate, I'm trying to find him, it's not. It's, an, arm, it's an armor platoon. No, nope. so he, he, he's a vehicle again. Uh, okay. He's in a captured Humber Four armor car, which is a British vehicle. Two hundred points for veteran, which, if memory serves, the Humber Four is. It's got a light anti-tank gun, coxal MMG, so it's probably 130, 135 points. Uh, it's a 7-plus armor car. He gets the command vehicle upgrade. He also gets the special rules 
with me, boys, any vehicle in his command range can reroll any order activation except for a foobar. Uh, again, it's the tank platoon, so he's got a set of skills. And I'll look these up in just a second. He has strict discipline, follow me, lead foot, and push through. Again, okay. these skills can be used once per game. Um, strict discipline is play before you give this vehicle an order. This vehicle loses all of its pin counters. Okay. Um, hmm. Follow me. We had before play before you give this vehicle a runner advance order. Choose a friendly vehicle to 12 inches in line of sight. Vehicle has a down order. Put it back in the cup. Okay. Uh, lead foot. Uh, play when you give this vehicle a runner advance and add additional six inches for its move. Dear Lord. Uh, push through. Uh, play when this vehicle is given a down order for any reason. That die is turned from down to advance, and then the vehicle is given an advance order instead. Even if already acted that turn, this vehicle, if the vehicle is pinned, take the order test again as normal. Uh, okay. So there's several reasons that vehicles get given down orders. Uh, one of them is being hit by something and getting a stun result. Sure, yep. Any yeah. collision also forces you to do yep. go so down. If, <laughs> you've already, if, you've already, if you've already activated and all of a sudden become stunned, you can use your push through to activate again. Yep. That's... And uh, follow me. If you advanced, you get to put a Same cup... Thing. Yeah, you mm -hmm. get to give a dice back, so you can like, combo that shit. Someone else, someone within twelve inches gets to put their their dice back in the cup. Right, so you would technically get to do that again on push through. Push through only affects you. Follow me affects another vehicle. So, uh, I could uh, I could follow me a Katusha. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Or a Calliope, oh, or God. a Panzerwerfer. Not, not to mention, this guy is is armed with a light anti tank gun and a coaxial MMG. So weapon wise, not the greatest, but the command vehicle is a twenty five point boost. Yep. So there you're already sitting at one sixty. So another forty points to pick up four skills, which. If you kind of weigh the skills out and the way they do in tank part, then tank wars they do come out to about ten points a skill, give or take. Okay, I'm, I'm liking this follow me roll. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I actually am kind of like I think we need to look at tank wars a little more because there's seemingly lots more like flavor rules that you can pick up and mess it, around. It comes with. It, it comes down to the skills and they base the skills just to kind of give a quick recap between the the driver. The gunner and the commander each have sure. different sets of skills that they're allowed to have, but mm -hmm. all of them can go into the same vehicle. Sure. And as you as you play the Tank Wars campaign, you get experience, you get this experience, and you put them into these, and you get these ridiculous rules, and you Got get it. these ridiculous rules. That's what the Tank Wars. So is. apparently, yeah. this is the guy that was uh, famously portrayed in the Bridge Too Far. Um, he was sent across the Arnhem Bridge to take out the British. So, there you go. That's what he was. He was killed in action. Yep. He's the armored car charge that doesn't right. go well. Right, exactly. So, it's it's an interesting... Like I like finding the history around him, too. Cause and it, yes, you're right. He, he was he was the north end of Iron Bridge. Yep. So, that's something to look at. So, uh, next fellow in this in the German selector still is Major Sepp Kraft. Uh, he is a veteran major for 200 points. Um, you can add two men to him for 13 points each. 
His special rule is infantry units within the command of him shrug off a single ping marker at the end of each turn. That's cool. That's good. So you're paying so 165 for a veteran major should you include one in the list and you're attacking another, what, 35 points on for all infantry units in, within the command of him, not command range. So any infantry in his platoon. Within his in. command. So if he's if they're if the infantry is in the same platoon he's in, they would do that. That would be That's on his command. Pretty awesome. That's good, yeah. And they've got one more, and this is another SS fellow. Uh Hopstrumfier Carl Hens Euling. Euling. We passed that. He's a veteran major for hundred and ninety. Again, uh two two up to two men for thirteen points each. Uh, he was a very reassuring character. His men could be confident that their lives were not being risked unnecessarily. Any unit within command range of him can re-roll all order and morale tests. All right. That's all right, yeah. Yeah. For Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, and then they go into the United States. Major Julian Cook. I probably have that correct. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that one. Woohoo! Yeah, who's keeping track of the over under on that? What did I say for? <laughs> I think I'm at two. <laughs> uh, 205 points is a veteran major. Again, you can add up to two men for 13 points apiece. Uh, he is stubborn, so thereby so the men you pick up with him. Uh, he's a charismatic leader. Any infantry units within command range of Major Cook also enjoy the benefit of being stubborn and ignore any pin markers when carrying out an advance or run order. So you don't want to Who gets that? Oh. Any infantry units within the command range, so within 12 oh. inches for a Major. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get stubborn and also ignore pin markers when doing an advance or run. Oh. That's okay. awesome. That one's good. That's really good. Yeah, I take him. Pink. So, a major at one sixty-five, you tack on another forty points for that. Totally Oof. worth it. That's yeah, still pretty worth it if you're giving everything stubborn and ignore pins on advance. Hell yeah, totally worth it. Although they don't probably still ignore them for shooting purposes, but uh, it, it is if it's part of advance. Yes, they would. So when they're firing, they would not suffer their they pins. Would. Uh, if they did a fire order, they would. Right, but if they advanced and fired, then they wouldn't? That's what it says. Oh, okay. Ignore pin markers when carrying out an advance or run order. So if you're doing an advance, you can fire at the end of an advance. It's, it's part of the order. Right, I suppose. You're right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess. I don't I don't know how that... I have to... Yeah, I mean, rules, as written. I think maybe, you're right. Maybe they're just really good at moving, so... <laughs> I, well, I think, it's, I think it's his, his thing is to right. move yeah. you guys forward. Yeah. Right. This is to, He was the guy that did the crossing to secure the Nijmegen Bridge. Sweet. Correct, Jeff. Yep. That's Ro- Robert Redford in uh, Bridge Too Far, if I remember correctly. There you go. Sounds right. Uh, and then another recognizable name for everyone, I hope, Captain Richard Dick Winters. His middle name was actually Dick. No, I'm joking. This is okay. this is my namesake, not really my namesake. I don't think I was named after. No, there's no way I was. But. <laughs> okay, uh, he's a 150 point veteran captain. 
So veteran captain, I think, is 125. Mm -hmm. uh, you can add up to two guys, 13 points more. Any infantry units within the command range benefit from stubborn. So like above, without the charismatic leader. And at captain status. Okay. <sighs> How many points? 150. As a captain. As a captain. So you're paying a 25-point upgrade? To make anything within 12 inches of him stubborn. Any infantry. infantry. Any infantry. Any infantry stubborn. But he, don't, he doesn't give them any of the, the ignore pins. He no. doesn't. Mm. You gotta go to you gotta go back to cook for a major and you know yeah. fifty five points more. That's that's a little tougher since they gave uh, the U.S. the airborne selector where you can hit, just pay a point per guy and have you guys be stubborn. Yeah. Or I mean, Marines can have stubborn now. Yeah. But lots of stubborn out there. It is yeah. hard. It is unfrustrated. I I think I'm probably like. Uh, Hollywooding this too much, where I like I would want him to be better, but maybe he wasn't just like he was really glorified in Band of Brothers, right? Like, in well, the, no, I mean I don't, I don't. <laughs> He's one of the best platoon commanders, company commanders of the war of okay. Americans, if not the best. So not necessarily over glorified. I don't but, think he's overhyped in Band okay. of Brothers, is what I'm getting okay. at. Okay, right. So I, I think he's. Like a, I think he's a little underwhelming in these rules, unfortunately. That seems underwhelming to me, unfortunately. But because yep. he, I mean, he came in leading Easy Company, right? Like that right. was where he started, yep. or as part of Easy Company. I guess he wasn't necessarily leading it yet. Well, he was leading it by the time any of the boots hit the ground on D Day. So okay, by default because the They're, company right because they ran out of the rest. Yeah. Okay. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When they hit the ground, yeah, things had already happened. Yeah. Fair point. Right. Yeah. Bad bad things had happened. Yeah. Okay. But regardless, yeah, it's a little underwhelming. I would have liked to have seen a better, <coughs> more extensive, even if it's just a leadership rule with him than that. Sure. You know. But so it goes. I don't know. I, yeah, stubborn is easier to get with the latest FAQ, so. Right, yeah. If that if that entry doesn't exist, right, if 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 that's the only way you can make paratroopers stubborn, he's totally worth it then. Right, but they fixed that. Right, they fix that, so it's kind of like, yeah. It's themey. That's about all you got. It's themey. It's really themey. And you can bring, like, normal dudes if you wanted to. You can bring a bunch of inexperienced stubborn dudes, I guess. I forget who was the special yeah. model that came out with the pre-order of Market Garden, but I think that might have been Winters, actually. I think it was Dick Winters, wasn't it? I think it was. I know they made a model for him at one point. So they got one more American in here, uh, Lieutenant James Miguelis. Um... So he is a veteran first lieutenant. So, of course, you can add up to two men for another 13 more points. He's 105 points, if I hadn't said that yet. Uh, his special rule is there's nothing like a courageous leader when it comes to encouraging troops in battle. Uh, so any infantry unit in Lieutenant McGillis' command range ignores pin markers when he instructs to fire or make a close assault. This is your first veteran first lieutenant is, what, 90 points? Yep. Sounds right. So, that's awesome. How expensive yeah. is this guy? Hey, look, 105. He can make them British. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> Other than the ignorement, you know, but they automatically pass close assault. But in, with the extra, you know, firing too. That's wait, they get to fire too. So yeah. 
Wow. Right. When, so good. ignore pin markers when instructed to fire or make a close assault. Okay. Oh, all right. Not in the same. Not, well, you don't get to shoot and then go in. But there's, there's an or. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> he can wait a minute. One, I one small two-letter word, big difference. Yeah. So he yeah. can yeah. snap. He can snap two units, right? As a first lieutenant, yeah. yes, with, within six inches. So two units shooting, ignore pins. Or one shooting, one assaulting. If if I'm putting a veteran first lieutenant into a squad at ninety points, it's a no brainer to go fifteen points more to get this. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah it's an additional good. bonus. It's it's not for very few points. I think it's worth it. That's good. Yeah. Uh, he was part of the five hundred fourth paratroop paratroop infantry. Uh, took Wall River. Distinguished Service Cross. So nice job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got an entry for Poland. Ah. Uh-huh. In Mark hey, and Garden. They, okay. they, they made it, right? Oh, I yeah, suppose I did, yeah. Yep. Major General Sosabowski. Sosabowski, I might be, I might be close, close on that one. Yeah, close enough. As close as I'm going to get. Yeah. Uh, he is 190 points as a veteran major. Again, adding up to two. Uh, his special rule is inspirational and fearsome. Units within command range can ignore all pins if ordered to make close assaults. Measure the range first... And if the unit is in range, it automatically passes the order to assault, regardless of the number of pins. What? You can pre-measure with this guy? That's nice. Hmm. So, again, it, it's a major... Talk another 25 points to get that one rule, but... Pretty awesome. Yeah. I, if you If you have all the Lancers you need, you can go ahead and put him in there, too. <laughs> he, he did cross the across the Rhine in a flop sack. Ooh, one of Jeff's favorites. Yeah, yeah, I love that flop sack. Apparently, I don't know how many tried to make it across, but only 200 made it across to help and reinforce the British paratroopers. Okay, I need to, I need to cry foul on my own army I play, because we've had Uh-oh. one, two... Three entries for German. We've had one, two, three entries for the United States. We have one entry for Poland. Guess how many entries for the Great Britain? I don't know, like ten? Five. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Let's see. Uh, all right, let's see how crazy these rules get, huh? <laughs> let's see. Let's see how. Let's just. Yeah, we're going to. Let's, let's see where it stacks up. Let's see how salty right. we are. Uh, Major Robert Kane is a veteran major for 215 points. You, of course, can add up to two men. Uh, they can be equipped with pistol, rifle, submachine gun, as depicted on the model. Piat, parentheses, special. Hang on. Uh, special rule, Major Kane was an outstanding leader who inspired confidence in any infantry unit within his command range, can re-roll activation or morale tests except for a foobar. Uh, he was also a remarkable shot with a piat. He is assumed to have a piat at hand at all times <laughs> and always hits on a score of a three or more regardless of modifiers. Oh, crying out loud. Fuck's sake. <laughs> it, didn't even, it didn't even take you one to just break out, break Jeff and my brains here just going, what? Oh, yeah, so he's a piat on top of... Well, I mean, to be fair, who was the one that was a freaking artillery observer? That was a... That was the Hungarian. Yeah, he was a Hungarian. Okay. Yeah, first of all, Piat's a 12-inch range. Still. But 
But he always hits on a three, right. regardless of modifiers. Right, he's a, a consistent, a consistent. Right, so cat. he can move, he can fire it at long range, over through a hedge, covers, yeah. through a window of a house, yep. you know, off the backboard, nothing but net. And clearly, he practiced several trick shots with this one. Oh, yeah, right. Gosh, that's... Between the legs. You know. <laughs> it's just, it didn't take but one. <laughs> well, I mean, later in the war, he took part in Operation Doomsday. Well, that sounds cool, but where the oversaw the German surrender in Norway. That's not. It's not nearly as doomsday as it sounds. <laughs> it sounds cool. It sounds cool, though. At one point, he was uh, badly shocked and briefly blinded with an explosion. Explosion, but was shortly back in action. Oh, sure, no problem. He got better. <laughs> so, he he's, got better. so he's so he's unkillable right. too, right? <laughs> uh, he was awarded the Victoria Cross, so you know that's a thing. Yeah, he survived the war, of course, so that makes it true. But right, didn't get the special role. That Piet's awesome. Jesus Christ. Anyway, moving moving right along. Let's see how let's see how bad we can get. Here. Please please do. Yes, <laughs> Colonel John Frost, 195 points for a veteran major. Again, you can add two people. Uh, just normal weapons is depicted, although carbine is one of them. Uh, Frost may be accompanied by two more. Got that. Leader of men Frost morale bonus is plus four, and the range of his ability is 12 inches. Also, special rule: hold until relieved. All British veteran infantry and artillery units within range of Frost morale bonus also gain stubborn. If forced to check their morale when reduced to half strength, they always test their full morale. That's what stubborn is. Thank you. And if already if this unit already has the rule, it can re-roll that morale test. Okay, that's that's really good. That's you know that's that's great. Yeah, they're they're going to stick there. They're going to stick there for sure. They're going to stick. Yeah. yeah. 195 points, so you're only paying 30 points for those two. Yeah, you fell that like once in every 250 tries or something. Right. Right. I could do it in one. I could, yeah, I I could do it in one. Give me, give me a key moment in the game, I guarantee is Right. Not when the happen. pressure's on, it will not. Yeah. When I say, oh, they'll just, they'll be there, it'll be fine, and then they don't. So. And then they don't, yeah. I just have to say the words, and it's just a guaranteed inevitable. All right, just roll that foobar and we're good. Yeah. Hey, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, don't tell other people to do it. <laughs> I've only done that twice, and I've stopped doing it since then. Yeah, it's been like you're... two years. It's awful. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Baskefield Six Pounder. Oh, it's another gun gun veteran. All right. Another this... gun veteran. So this is a 140-point veteran medium anti-tank gun with two uh, himself and two crew. And it shoots uh, like a double warfare? Uh, as unusually skilled gunner, no, it's oh, way better oh. than that. <laughs> oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> as an unusually skilled gunner, sergeant uh, ignores modifiers when firing at a vehicle, just as a sniper ignores modifiers and fire in oh, infantry. Get oh, <laughs> Jesus! How many points? Hundred and forty. So I think a veteran medium anti tank gun is what ninety, ninety five. Yeah. Yeah, team weapon Still. gun shield fixed. He's a he's a sniping anti tank gun. <laughs> oh, man. That one's good. You said you said uh, medium. Additionally, additionally, he can give a free rally order to his gun before issuing it with any orders except down. That's also really nice. Jesus, do you say it was a medium anti tank gun? So that's ninety points. Yep. So you're paying an extra fifty points to be a sniper. And you get to you get to rally for free before you have to shoot because the because matters. the only yeah, thing a sniper has to deal pins. with is pins. I guess pins. true pins yeah. matter or being the last guy left firing. It, so. Yeah, yeah, right. That's 
stupid. That's awesome. I want one. I want that. Was good. I for sure. Uh, all right. So that that was number three. Let's 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 push on here. Major Allison Digby Tantum Warter. That's a lot of names for a guy. Uh, 190 points as a veteran major again. I add up to two more, of course. And a force that includes a Major Allison, any infantry squad with a bugler figure, parentheses, warlord supplies, these, thank you, um, is a free upgrade and can ignore pin markers when assigning a runner advance order. The bugler is, of course, a potential target for exceptional damage. So wait, what now? Let's see. Can't see so it again, taking him allows any infantry squad to take a bugler. To take a bugler is a free upgrade, and that bugler unit now can ignore pin markers when assigning run or advance. But the bugler can be sniped out. Oh my god! What? How many points is he? One ninety. So twenty-five over one the one sixty-five base. Yeah, he's he's very expensive, but he just gives free upgrades to all your units. That's actually a really good upgrade, right? Because with with the other guy that's like this that we said we would potentially take, he he it only works in the bubble. This could be anywhere on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone with the with the, still has their bugle, right. bugler right because left. you give every unit a bugle. I just go buy the little the the food. Right, they say the warlord plastic paratrooper set has, has an the, ample supply of buglers. Oh, I was thinking. It's I was nice thinking, that they put that I was in there. The the food, the bugles. No, no yeah, it's not the corn chip. Yeah, <laughs> it's the instrument. It's a free upgrade for a single man in each in each squad to have a bugle. So, uh, yeah, they're sitting there with the little corn chips in their fingers, doing "Hello, my pretty." Yeah. So apparently, I'm just looking up why he did this in the preparation. He was concerned about the unreliability of radios, Educate, so he educated his men on how to use bugle calls that he'd been using during the Napoleon that had been used since the Napoleonic Wars to communicate in case radios failed. He also took an umbrella with him as with his kit as a means of identification because that he had trouble remembering passwords and felt that anyone who saw him with it would know that the only bloody fool is an Englishman would carry an umbrella into battle. So that, that explains the model shown him depicting holding an umbrella. Yeah, apparently that was his thing. So, uh, okay, I'm just freaking people that lead this stuff and the crazy shit they come up with. I guess mm-hmm. we we are very like we live in an era where radios are very good. This is obviously very early radio technology, and a lot of the shit was still wired. Well, Soviets were like using signal flags and stuff. I think a lot of them were. Like, I mean, I can't remember. It was um, the Americans were still everything was wired as much as they could be. They didn't want to use radio if they didn't have to. If I remember no, correctly, no, I think the Americans were fine with that. I think the Germans maybe it was the Germans. Wired. It was the Germans. Yeah. Germans were the ones that wanted to be wired. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the last one in Market Garden, uh, General Robert Roy. Urquhart? Urquhart. That sounds better when I had. Again, he's a veteran major for 195 points who can add up to two men at 13 points. Peach. A peach. A peach. Peach. A peach. Leader of men. His morale bonus is plus four, and the ranger's ability is 12 inches. Why wouldn't he be? He's British. 
Uh, hold until relieved. All airborne troops within the range of his morale bonus gain stubborn. We've heard that before. If forced to check, they whatever. They can also reroll failed morale test. So this is like the same thing as the first guy. No, it's the second guy. Yeah. So you also no, yeah, that was the, the first point. Guy. First guy was the Piat guy. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a different version of uh, John Frost. Okay. Yeah. Meh. Not so. overwhelming. Not super scary. Still, I, well, rerolling morales on, on stubborn, giving stubborn and rerolling the morales is kind of neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except you're supposed to be leading a bunch of paratroopers, right? Well, yeah, because it's all airborne. Right. So it's a little bit redundant because most British airborne already have it, don't they? Okay, so these guys is all airborne. The previous guy actually said all British veteran infantry and artillery. Mm. Ah. So there's there's the slight difference there. There you go. There you go. That's, uh, that's why would you give the same entry and just change his name? That seems kind of silly. Because he probably had similar roles in the war. Well, that seems silly. You should give everyone individual roles in the war. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it worked. Oh, right. Okay. What, they rely on redundancy and stuff like that? That right. seems more like NASA's thing. It's not how this works. It's not all of this it's works. It's not how any of this works. Okay, well, that's Market Garden. That's Market Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Oh, yes. Now we're getting into some fun ones in here, too. All right, let's, uh, let's probably do this book, and then we can kind of save the rest for later, as I think we're kind of already creeping up on a late night for us here. Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean... I mean, we got I nothing but ran- time. <laughs> well, you guys might, but I'm on freaking overtime for crying out loud. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go point. figure that yeah. out. Well, All right, right, so uh, which book are we in here? Campaign, The Road to Berlin. Sure. Uh, first I, one s- I saw this musical. It wasn't that good. The Road to Berlin? Yeah. Not, well, the, not the Road to Perdition? Did you see it off-Broadway? Because <laughs> that could have been the problem. Yeah, that was, yeah. Okay. Way off Broadway. <laughs> way, way off Broadway. It's like they couldn't say anything in German. No, oh, yeah, they all had the terrible accents. It was it was just atrocious. They all sounded like Sean Connery. Worse, so much worse. <laughs> Why does that guy have a Scottish accent? It's supposed to be depicting a Soviet. What the fuck? <laughs> very, very North North Soviet. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Oh, the, right. the first one. This first one for them is really good too. For. Uh, uh, this first one, I think we can almost just stop right after it, honestly. Yeah, like, probably. We'll go through. Uh, Rosa Shania? Shanina? Shanina. 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 Russian female sniper. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes it better. Rosa <laughs> Shanina is probably correct. That's probably correct. 75 points is a veteran. Uh, veteran snipers, 65? That's one right? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, two sniper assistant rifle, team weapon sniper, score a doublet. Her ability to take multiple rapid shots allows her to fire two shots against the same unit using the sniper rule if given a fire order, including from ambush. She is stubborn. She's great. She's awesome. Frickin That's awesome. Spectacular. Yep. I'll take your uh, LMG and your NCO. Right. Uh, no, well, yeah. Yeah, no, really. Score two, pick two. Yep. Yep. Buy one, get one free. That's a doublet. How right. many different ways can we say this? Double McCum? Why, why kill one when you can kill two at twice the price? No. There you go. <laughs> well, at ten, at 10 points more, anyway. Two birds, one stone. Two, two, two birds, one stone? <laughs> All right, so moving on. I mean, she killed a lot of people, dude. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, killed Nazis, so I'm cool with that. Like, there's no problem with that at all. She got the Order of Glory. If I had, to, if I got any award, Order of Glory, Glory sounds amazing. But I didn't kill 59 Nazis, so I guess that's my bottom line. Missed a chance. Yeah, you missed your calling, Rick. I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay not having fought in World War II. I appreciate those that did, but I would not have survived. And I would have been American and not a Soviet female sniper, for sure. I maybe could have, like, given people blankets and stuff as they came back home. Right. Disheveled. I could probably handle that. I would have probably been working with Walt Disney making (laughs) films for all the soldiers. But I, Jesus, you, you, well, no. you'd have been private snafu. I would have been. There I, you go. I would have hoped I would have there been on that side of things. That's a good role. That sounds like good job security and. All safe, right. So safe-ish. moving on. Uh, this one is a uh, bog word for demolition vehicle. Oh yes. Word. I don't know what this is supposed to be. The but it's ninety-five points. It's a ninety-five points in experience, so it's got to be awesome. It's a Hufflepuff. What? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a flob. It's a tracked flob sack. Is it? <clears throat> well, no. It's a it's a light tank at eight plus. It has a demolition special rule. At any point during its move, uh, it may drop a demolition charge represented by a counter. <laughs> the next time it moves, its activation the charge can be detonated. Roll a single dice uh, on a one. The device does not explode. On a two through six, it detonates with an he six freaking inch. <laughs> <laughs> As a half ton of explosive detonates. Holy shnikes. Hello. You're, you're hiding in what? It's Not anymore. It's, it's tracked? Uh, it doesn't specifically say that. It only counts it as a, a light vehicle. It doesn't say... Uh, let me scan the description and see. Okay. Resembling a small tank, so I presume it's yeah. tracked. I'm almost positive it's tracked. Yeah. So it's got a run move of... 18. 18. So when it drops it off, is it is it on an advance or a run? At any point during its move, it may so drop it a demolition charge. It. So it can run and then run. Yep. So you 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 have to do like one of those little peep thing or the little toys you push and it crafts out the jelly bean. Right. Mount that on tracks. <laughs> Where else have, have we seen a six inch he? What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. Wow, this one is awesome. If you if you uh, it's inexperienced. I don't give a shit. All it's got to do is run, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's just got to run twice. Is it closed top? It is. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at. It does the, not have the open tank. It does not yeah. have the open top special rule. And that it can do that multiple times, right? It's not just one shot. It doesn't say it's done after this. Like it's not like a <laughs> Goliath where it just just removed from the table. <laughs> it's like a it's it, it, a it, six it inch. So that's six. <laughs> that's plus six pen. It craps a half ton of high explosive detonators. Dude, if you look at so I'm looking at an actual picture of it, it is like the most rinky dink like Yeah, it's just, just small. Welded sheet metal, like I don't know that I want to get inside this thing with all that explosive, but I guess if you're gonna die, you're gonna die fast because this thing ain't made to get shot at for sure. It's it looks like it is the half ton of explosives. Yeah, pretty much. Right. It, it looks like a giant version of a Goliath. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Charge Losses. was detonated by means of time fuse electronic dispense detonator. Uh, was chiefly used to demolish pillboxes and strong points. Uh, yeah, six inch HE will do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and this probably would be fine against an MMG. So how many dice do you roll that against a building? So, I mean, you rolled 6 on a 4. I don't know, 5d6? Five, five I mean, it usually sticks with how big the explosion is. So right. I mean, it wasn't it? I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was 66 would be right. It's based yeah. on the inches, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that'd be right based on the inches per blast. <laughs> it just has to hit a 12 to blow up a pillbox. That's pretty easy uh, to do I on think 5 or 6 yeah, dice. Yeah, I think you're going to hit it. Don't think that's a problem in this case. <laughs> how how expensive is this? Ninety five points. Oh this God. is this is amazing. This is awesome. <laughs> this 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 is ridiculous. Who who's, was that? Who made that? It's German. It's a German. It's the German. Germans actually get something good, but it's only usable in one little thing. I uh, check the FEQ. They probably removed it. No, no, they didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because I've 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 gone I've been through the FAQ recently. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So is it, it. Only, is it only for this selector though? Right. Like a special scenario. Only well, one. again, it, it's special. It's a special quote unquote character. So yeah, yeah. Does it have? But does does it have any limitations on on how or when it can be selected within its entry? No. No. So there's probably more of these in a Pumas. There were approximately 616 produced. Well, that's way more than Pumas. Pound explosive so get this. It's equipped with a 49-horsepower four-cylinder water-cooled gasoline engine. This thing is a <laughs> tractor. <laughs> uh, it's, it's equipped with a 49-horsepower four-cylinder water-cooled engine. So it's like running off of Volkswagen Beetle engine. I'm sorry. This is better than Tiger Fear, the original rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't disagree. This it's, is amazing. It's Borgward Fear. Yeah, right? And I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that again. Well, so how would you... It's probably Borgward. Yeah, you. it's, it's bonkers. A six-inch HE. What the hell, man? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a tank platoon. Oh, oh my god, oh we got to find a way to get these oh in my god. somewhere. Oh wow! So at least one Os B was rebuilt as an amphibious vehicle. So, <laughs> <laughs> Talk so, about the crapping goose, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the duck that dumped dynamite. There you go. Woohoo! Wow. Good lord. Yeah, I mean, still relatively small. They got almost twelve hundred of them are produced. That's still not bad. So, as compared to 7,500 Goliaths that they made, apparently, and probably never used. Well, most of them did never work. Yeah, right. (laughs) So. Jesus. Yeah, I want an armored company, just these. Dude, oh my gosh. Just blowing shit up everywhere. So, if you follow up with just underneath that, this was a remote-controlled vehicle. Even better. That explains the the lack of good armor on it because I was like looking at the picture and I'm like, dude, this thing is a piece. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. So it, it's remote. Then uh, now I got all sorts of questions. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, unreliable and expensive, but unlike the Goliath and the Springer, it could be used multiple times because it would leave the explosive behind it so. and then come back. Right, yeah. the Goliath blew itself up for sure. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. There you go. I wow. like it. I like this one a lot. The rules do not say it's a one-time use. So I would imagine that's correct then. Jesus! Holy crap! Jesus. This thing can just roll across the battlefield, just shitting out six-inch HEs. 
I'd be God shitting six inch no, cheese. Nobody tell Weber he can take that with his partisans. Oh, because it's an eight plus. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, it's no. already an experience. Wait, is, oh, wait, it's an experience. Wait, oh, it's an eight God. plus. It's an eight plus, okay. and it's not open topped. It's an experience. Partisans can take it. It tastes uh, so good. It takes your I mean, armor it, slot. It's uh, still so special come character. Come Hungarians. Oof, man. Okay, I'm. I'm. Okay, I'm taking it back. The Germans got something good in here. Wow. Yeah, it's a special the, character. That's a, it's excellent. And excellent. I guarantee no one knows about that. So that is go. excellent, yeah. Well, now we just told everybody. Or yeah. yeah. Six or seven people. Mm. Now, where was it used? That's up to you. That's not my department. <laughs> I'm entries. I don't know. Well, history. I mean, you said there were 600 of them. I'm guessing all over the Yeah, there's probably a lot. <laughs> We've I got suppose, to, yeah, it's on the Berlin side. We've got to get this into Operation Snafu somehow. <laughs> no one would love us for that, though. They're... Operation Snafu, Borg Wars. <laughs> Borg Wars. Borg Wars. Borg It's got to be, be a V. Uh, how about just just Big Boom? Let's just Bird Bird. <laughs> big Boom. That's, yeah, that's what it is. Yes, All right, should we go to the letdown and, and get the last one in this book? Yeah. Because obviously anything's going to be a letdown. Dude, this last guy's awesome, though. I'm sorry. But we're, we'll get to why he's awesome. He's awesome for other reasons. Okay, do you want to pronounce his name? Because I can't. Georgie Gubkin? Gubkin? I don't know. I'm, okay, well, I'm guessing. No, Giorgio Gubkin sounds good enough. Uh, he's a veteran HQ unit, a captain. You can add two more guys with him. Uh, any infantry within 12 inches of him counts as tank hunters when testing morale or for assaulting or being assaulted by an armored vehicle. Any success, successful roll to hit and damage with his pistol counts as automatic exceptional damage. <laughs> oh, so, Hi. Wow. So the funny thing is... Is that like is, Tom Hanks at the end of like uh, Private Ryan where he like pulls the trigger and blows up the tank and if it, not knowing the aircraft did it, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much the same thing, but the German version. So apparently he gained or fame... Soviet version. Apparently he gained fame for his high noon duel with the German officer during the winter of 44. Because... <laughs> 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 uh, what is... What side was he fighting for then? He's in, looks like he's in the Soviet selector. No, he's Order of Lenin, Order of the Red Banner. He's actually... Oh. A, he's actually a Soviet... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, here's the Soviet yeah. Union. It yeah. says right here. Okay. That's uh, yeah. He was a you he was a, a teacher. Very Soviet name. Yeah. That's not the way I pronounce it. The way I spelt the Soviet. <laughs> I definitely did not pronounce it Soviet. I was not thinking Soviet when I said that name. Uh, he did lots of stuff, but that was the big thing that apparently made him famous: is that he had a pistol fight with a German officer, <laughs> and apparently he won because he's still standing. Or was still standing, I guess. I but that's how you, that's how you win those. Yep. Uh, he did a bunch of other stuff, but that was the big thing that got him. So, hence the pistol, hence the pins, pistol rules that you just said. Exceptional jam with a pistol. That's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He must have done something. Like, he probably had like a glass eye, so all he could do is see straight. Maybe. I was a teacher. There you go. Well, but that's there you infantry go. Infantry within twelve inches all count as tank hunters. That's not bad. That's pretty good. 
There must be something, yeah. He must have done some crazy heroic so thing to do that, he's, too. He's 25 points above a, a veteran captain. Again, you're, you're taking higher officers, which we don't we don't see in competitive play. But you know what? There's not a lot of that going on right now, so check these guys out. Have some fun, right? Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah. 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 Now's the time to do it. Actually, any time is the time to do it. Well, the sniper here and... And the demolition vehicle. <laughs> oh my god, that is ridiculous. <laughs> Those are epic selections, so. Right. Alright. Uh, so I think that's where we're going to call it for the night. We'll do another episode like this. There's probably there's probably I another just, as many as we just went through. I just oh, randomly yeah. grabbed four books. I mean, there's I got, as you know, Warlord has plenty of books. They keep right. putting them out mm-hmm. all the time. Empire and Flames, Battle France. Western Desert. We got lots of other books we can cover that have special. Oh, characters. there's got to be some really broken stuff in Western Desert. I'm sure, sure it's all so. on the British side. Uh, you'd be surprised. But I was just, I was just say, does the the Blitzkrieg book? I want a Blitzkrieg. <laughs> <laughs> that one hasn't come out yet. No, I'm thinking. Well, there was an original version of the what, Germany Strikes. Germany Strikes. Germany Strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there are any in there, probably not. Is that, is that a request? I mean, throw it in there and see if there are any in there. I don't think there are, but. Because I think that's one of the earliest campaign books, so I don't know how much they were thinking before, about before any of was special. I, I'm sure there were notable battles with notable hey, people. When nobody was sure. special, everyone was special. There you go. Yeah, that's how we get the the bog words for demolition vehicle. Yeah, right. Coming to you soon. Yeah, <laughs> duck. And then you, you get a you get a boom, and you get a boom. <laughs> I'm gonna model mine up like Easter Bunny. What the hell is that? <laughs> just wow. shit, shitting out Easter eggs. Don't go hunting for that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, again, this is like it's super fun, different way of looking at some bolt action stuff. I apparently you're gonna have to play bigger games to get some of the stuff in there, though, because that's a lot of points. And if you take one of these guys, you're gonna have any troops to support. Well, you're gonna have like eight order dice or six order dice. Yeah, so probably twelve fifty is probably at least reasonable. At least twelve fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell your opponent if you're gonna play tank wars. At least give them a heads up. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, well, they might they might reciprocate and they might make their own tank tank war fight. Yeah, have a tank war fight. That might be a good way of starting out some of that tabletop simulator stuff. Just saying, you don't have to like accidentally grab four bros instead of all eight or ten and you just have a tank. I don't know. Zoom zoom. Although I, I did play when I was playing around with it I was like holy shit I can like, you can like take the turrets off and make half the model fall apart. It's pretty Right funny. yeah that's mm-hmm. pretty easy to do. Yeah. yeah. Something to something to consider. Anyway let's let's call it there. Uh, we will be back hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. yeah, what, else, yeah. what else do we have to do? We're entertaining. So, if you're out there and you're enjoying this, we appreciate you listening and stay safe. Try and stay healthy. Don't cough right. on anyone. What, what's, what's the what's the big tagline right now? Is we're all in this together. We'll get Don't lick your hands. Wait, what? <laughs> Don't and, lick the and, handles. And go wash your hands. <laughs> yes. And never, never check market fresh meat freshness with your tongue. Right. And don't itch your nose right now. Damn it. Yeah, I know. Half of you just did it. Nah, it works. And hopefully, you're at home and not somewhere else and hopefully you didn't crash your car because we were entertaining enough to keep you awake hope so
or you're not driving anywhere. Hopefully, you're not driving too many places. If that happens, we'll start. We'll be like NPR and start adding loud musical <laughs> instrument breaks between <laughs> segments. Is that why they do that? That makes so much I sense. Think so. I think so. I think so. Oh shit! I woke up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and in case you made it to the end of the episode, <laughs> yeah, wake up. Time to get back to work. Right. Well, it's easy to take naps at work now. You just fall asleep on my desk. Right. Just <laughs> to come over. Look right. at my boss isn't there. Anyway. All right. All right. Say it, Pat. Do it. All right. This is Snafu. Over and out. Good night, fellas. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. So does anyone have these campaign books that are listed out here? No. No. I have Fortress Budapest, but I'm not I don't, I don't want to go get it. I have Road to Berlin somewhere too. Do I have Road to Berlin? I've got Empire in Flames somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's not helpful. 
right, so it's me doing a lot of reading is what you're telling me. Yeah. Sounds like it. We're here for your dulcet tones, Pat. We are. We're excited about learning about these. All right. It's going to be a great episode. A great rest of the episode. Great second second half. They had us in the first half. Not going to lie. <laughs> and remember what the music was? All right. Works for me. What's it? So this is great radio. Well, we're not even starting the radio yet. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, shit. I recorded. <laughs> yep. Are you ready to like go? It's not like we're live. I mean, no, no one's listening to us right this second other than Pat. Correct. So.